Hi friends, it's Wednesday, my dudes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Always a pleasure having you with us here if you're watching us live today on this Odin's Day, Wednesday. Uh, it is June 2nd. Can you believe it? That's how fast it goes. But uh, what are you going to do? June 2nd. We're approaching the uh, summer solstice here soon on the 21st of June. Usually we do a little something, I think, for, for that. Uh, I think we have to uh, preserve that tradition and do something again this year. But uh, we'll keep you guys posted on that. Anyway, always a pleasure having you here. We're uh, going out live here today on a number of places. Uh, thank you wherever you're joining us at Odyssey, Trovo, DLive. We go out, of course, to our websites, redeyes.tv slash live. You can also watch it at redeyesmembers.com. As always, a special shout out to our members out there. And of course, if you are not over there, check out the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show that we did regarding uh, Jeff Bezos' $10 billion bailout. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, we also talked about the uh, 72 list of te uh, 72 types uh, of terrorists that uh, the U.S. government is listing. It's pretty, uh, pretty comprehensive list. Uh, <laughs> pretty hilarious when you kind of put it in perspective against some of the stuff that we saw coming out of uh, what was it again? Was it uh, is it Kansas or is it no? What is it? St. Louis? Um, I forget which which town it is. You have the uh, NFAC, right? Not fucking round coalition. They've done this a couple of times. Is it Louis? Lewiston? I forget where it is. Anyway, um, they're out watching, uh, marching with their weapons and stuff, the black supremacist group and all that stuff. Uh, no problem. This time, of course, we're talking about how uh, uh, kill everything white in sight, I think was one of the uh, lines that came out. And we played it in the Weekend Warrior show. Uh, incredible stuff. Uh, Israel is going through some turmoil as well. But yeah, it was a great show. Definitely make sure you check it out. Also, uh, related to what we'll talk about here today, Regarding what's coming out now with the emails from uh, from Fauci's uh, the FOIA request uh, on Anthony Fauci, uh, it's pretty hilarious actually. It's 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 curious. You gotta ask you gotta ask why now, right? You always have to do that. People were talking about this. Well, we were talking about this about a year ago, like you know, speculating and is it lab made? What's going on? What's the link to Wuhan, especially the lab there? And then you know, as we kept as more and more research was being done. Uh, by those who care about the truth and, and, and care about, you know, actually finding out what, what is going on. Uh, we learned about the gain-of-function research, the, this group called Echo Alliance out of New York, which was kind of a, the intermediary between the U.S. government when they dropped gain-of-function research. Then they, you know, repositioned that or, or you know, picked up, the, picked up that research again, that type of research over in China uh, at Wuhan. And uh, people at the time, of course, say this is uh, this is bullshit. It's uh, uh, they're messing with this somehow. They've, they've created this uh, in a lab. Now they're released it upon the world. The U.S. uses to, among other things, uh, overturn the election or, or you know, give it to this current regime that's in the White House and stuff like that. Um, but you always have to ask why now? Why is it coming out now? But anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about the emails later. It's uh, quite uh, quite interesting. But uh, this guy, I tell you, this Fauci guy, it's it's I've never. I, I mean, he always seems very shady, the guy, right? Very shady, never liked the, the, his, his smug mug. Um, and uh, the money he makes, too. He's the highest paid federal U.S. employee or something like that, right? He's, he's the high, highest paid government worker, I think, or something like that. As it's, uh, he's, has his, has, <laughs> he's had his fingers uh, in a lot of pies over the years, including that AIDS organization. I always forget the name of it, but uh, we, we talked about it uh, probably a few months ago now. Uh, that AIDS organization that was started down, I think it was George W. Bush, I think, or something like that. Uh, crazy stuff. Um, but anyway, 
you know, America's doctor. Why is Fauci so popular? You see these uh, headlines and stuff like that. Well, what, what is it all about? Why is he so popular? Trump is just upset because uh, Fauci is so popular. No, but uh, holy shit. He knew about all of this stuff. All of this stuff came across his desk. Uh, people were pointing him in the right direction w- regards to what, how the virus was made. This, you shouldn't do lockdowns. Uh, you, you know, even himself talked about you got to clear up the mask confusion. And anyway, we'll go through some of this later. It's, it, it is kind of funny though. But uh, anyway, uh, if you do want to join in today, entropystream.live slash TV is a great option of doing so. We have that up and running over there. I see a couple over there. I'll do those uh, just momentarily. Thank you guys. Also, odyssey.com slash red ice or at as it says it's slash at red ice tv and you can add a slash live if you want to go straight to the live page but uh, it should be listed right at the top on our odyssey channel page right there too if you want to see it live uh, i see a couple over there too tash evening everyone thank you for one library token uh, also five from tash i don't uh, i don't think it came from a lab but it was just uh, renaming the flu given the mortality rate yeah so that, it's that's a good point raised too that if you well, I think it was more about the infection, like the 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 level of um, the the per what's what's the uh, technical term transmissibility, right? Wasn't that's what it's about, right? It's about not necessarily. I mean, they it didn't kill people. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it 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 killed old people specifically, some young too, and and, and apparently some people f- fell very ill from it, right? Uh, and succumb and have different issues. Some people have lost. Uh, it affecting eyesight. Some people have lost uh, smell and and taste. In some regards, it looks permanently right. So it does screw up your system. I know some believe that it's like not you know real at all or whatever. And and there could be more to that. But as as of it looks right now, we, okay. I, I guess you could say then, Tash. Uh, it's this is a deflection in and of itself, maybe or something. I mean, there's layers to this as usual, right? But if we just run with this for a moment, um, a lot of old people succumb to this, right? They they died from this. And yes, they would have succumbed probably to something else. Part of getting old is just having a weakened immune system. And eventually, you know, your cell reproduction, your telomeres run out, your immunity just becomes weaker and weaker. And eventually you succumb to a normal disease that most people can kind of fight off. But it doesn't mean that they should, uh, th- that this wasn't, that didn't tamper with this, right, to 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 get the spread of it in this way. I know with the PCR test is fake and it, there's so many layers to this, right, But but still. Uh, look at the damage, though, regardless uh, of what it has done, right? Um, so, yeah, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, also, keeping an eye on Trovo, by the way, going back to the Super Chat options there. I thank everyone over there for the support. It was, it was a pleasure seeing you guys over on Trovo. I think we're getting some movement from people over to, uh, from, rather, DLive, uh, since our chat was shut down over there and demonetized once again. Uh, I see some movement people over to Trovo, but uh, it sure is not going to be a long-term option, I believe. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, joining us over there, wherever you're doing anyway. Thank you. Uh, a couple of those real quick. I'll mention some of the big ones here today. Sometimes it's too much mentioning every every single confetti or something like that. But uh, Brad Season has a cash bang. Thank you, sir. Uh, that's very kind of you. And I do know that you can do um, you can do like a paid chat over there, too, like a colorful chat, I think they call it. And so check out that, too. That's a, that's a good option. And I'll try to catch that kind of right away as, as it comes in here, too. Uh, all right. 
So uh, let me do actually let me do a couple on um, uh, entropy stream real quick here too. We have from uh, Jimmy Fallis, uh, happy mit mitwoche amigos. Well, thank you, Jimmy, appreciate that. Uh, White moves first, hail red ice. Thank you, sir, appreciate that. Robo think with a happy Wednesday. Uh, another one from uh, Jimmy Fallis. Uh, Fauci, why now? Possibly to distract from the election audits. It's there's many layers to this. I think even maybe the what about the. Um, uh, the, the cyber polygon thing that they're ramping up right now. What about that? Uh, I mean, some people say that that might be a distraction from this. It depends what your priorities are, I guess, to a certain extent, and what you what you think is the most important thing that kind of should be coming out. Uh, let me see here. Did I have? Did I see notifications on screen for the entropy? I want to make sure we have that too. Hope I didn't kill that. Did I shut that down? No, there it is. Uh, let me see here. Let me let me reload that real quick, just in case. Uh, in case we don't see that, one second, guys. Uh, let me see here. Not the test one, right? Let me remove... Oh, there it is. Let me see here. Uh, okay, that should be popping up. Hopefully, we'll see. Actually, let me add that in. There we go. That that should be coming up. Okay. Uh, also from uh, Brad Gremba. Holy smokes. Big donor from Brad. Thank you, Brad. Always a pleasure seeing you. Freedom shekels. Uh, that's usually a Friday, uh, pl uh, Friday classic. But thank you, uh, Brad. Very kind of you. Uh, always good to see you, sir. Hope you're doing well. And also, I want to mention, we uh, we missed one last Friday, and it was not all intentional at all. I think uh, it was from Chaz Roberto. He's, he sent us Super Chats many times. Um, and we saw afterwards. It, it just happens. You know, you're busy. You're looking at multiple screens. You try to cover things. You think about things. You talk about things. And eventually, you scroll past something. And it, it's just, uh, if you're watching Chaz, just know that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't intentional. Because I saw it afterwards. We killed the stream. And we saw, like, oh, that's it. I'm, you know, they intentionally uh, didn't cover my chat or something. Uh, so it was not intentional, Chaz. Anyway, he said at that time, it was last Friday. He said, uh, the churches have accepted race mixing and racial equality. Only the Catholic Church has resisted despite Pope Francis uh, disregarding religion. How do, you, uh, how do you two keep faith when mostly uh, white women are race mixing their heritage out of existence? So I've heard it's pretty low speaking to that. It's a different topic here. But um, I, I think white people are the least likely to, uh, to mix, I guess. Um, so that would be interesting. I, 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 it, it, since Vatican II, though, things have dramatically changed with the uh, with the Vatican overall, right? Um, the whole takeover and everything. We've talked about that. We have shows about that. Uh, I think at, at this point, any religion that you can cling to would be it's better than not, right? People who are completely faithless or don't believe in anything bigger or higher. Uh, and, and to a certain extent, I'm like, if you can. Look at nature that way. If you have a pre-Christian faith that you're tied to, you know, like we are, uh, or a Christian faith or whatever, like whatever works, works. And I, it's I, I at this point, I don't think it's too. We don't have the time to go into the details about this. Like we're losing influence, we're losing our our demographic hold in our countries and all that stuff. And to kind of break down and you know, bicker about the religious aspect right now, it's just that's that's uh, that's it doesn't work, right? We'll have to sort that shit out later. But anyway, I think. Uh, so again, Chaz, if you're watching, uh, I think um, it's better than nothing to cling on to uh, to, to a faith. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I think it's not that prevalent among white people, as they try to say. It's that Jedi mind trick. They try to you know claim that it's like you're you'll be extinct by 2040 and you know all that shit. So anything could happen. A lot of things can happen. In fact, we'll talk about some of that later in terms of the supply chain shutdowns. And now we've had a hack, of course, on this meat production plant. We're talking about intentionally created shortages. We talked about a, re, a complete realignment of the whole global supply chain, right? That can actually be something that works to our favor to a certain extent. Not not short term, maybe, but maybe long term, right? So anyway, um, okay, so guys, uh, let me get let me get back on track here a little bit. 
and start covering some of this. I have a couple of stories here before we get to Fauci. Um, and then we'll dive into Fauci and some of the, the, the World Economic Forum stuff. But I thought we could begin with... Uh, with this a great a big a big loss here for of course for uh, <laughs> for for uh, for the for the world the 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 Trump the Trump blog remember that talked about it at the time the uh, from the desk of uh, the 45th president Donald J Trump uh, we bring you uh, to you know tweets and Facebook posts uh, that you can share on Twitter and Facebook from Trump anyway that blog has been uh, permanently shut down. Uh, according to uh, Red State, big sad, I guess, eh? Former President Donald Trump's website has been permanently shut down after only being active for about a month. At this moment, it only exists to allow users to provide their email addresses and phone numbers to receive updates from Trump's team. There we go. So they got um, a lot of uh, traction in the beginning. The Washington Post noted that the site had 159 social media interactions on the day that it was launched. But the day after, interactions decreased to 30,000 and then to 15,000. So Trump got more interaction on his Gab account <laughs> than he did on his own website uh, because, but, uh, because of uh, Grima, Grima Wormtongue, uh, Kushner, and uh, partially, I think, Brad Perscale as well. Uh, he doesn't go there, and so he's not using that. Anyway, so uh, complete. I mean, people thought it was a social media platform he's going to launch or something like that. So anyway, we'll 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 see what happened. But uh, yeah, great, great loss to the world there with uh, with uh, the the desk, uh, Trump's desk uh, little interface. Uh, okay, so let's uh, cover this real quick here too. We had another uh, uh, another attack here from uh, from Biden on uh, so-called white supremacy. Uh, he said recently at a hundred year. Uh, anniversary if you can call it that of the uh the, the what the Tulsa uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the technical term race massacre that they listed as here the Tulsa race massacre and uh, anyway he went there to talk about this and there he declares uh, once again we played many clips from this where he talks about the uh, bad those bad white people who stand up for themselves is, is a bigger terrorist threat uh, than al-qaeda uh, and isis uh, so let's uh, listen to that here Oh, sorry, let me get to turn up the volume here, too. Here we go. Give hate a safe harbor. As I said in my address to the Joint Session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al-Qaeda, white supremacists. That's not me. That's the intelligence. We must not that's not me. That's the intelligence services. That's right. <clears throat> I like the applause there too. It seems kind of uh, very spontaneous, right? So, of course, I don't buy the official story regarding uh, what they say, who they say is behind uh, the September 11 attacks in 2001. But it is kind of funny because you think about it from an official perspective, at least, that that even even despite that, right, that they have tried to sell us for such a long time. Now they use statistics that exclude that date, you know, to, to get to these numbers, right, um, uh, to show the white, so-called white supremacy. And, of course, there's a lot of these uh, cases that they bake into this claim, this very broad umbrella term, uh, where there's no proof that someone was a so-called white supremacist, but they're, they're spurred out and they're, they're spazzy actions. And, 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 yes, they've gone out and, you know, killed someone or something like that. Uh, there's no proof that that's linked to any kind of... Uh, white identity movement or, or or that they think that whites should, should rule over other races or something like that. But it's included in the statistics anyway, right? But so they have to begin on like September 12th 
uh, 2001 to kind of get get those kinds of numbers, right? But look look at something like um, look at how many people are killed by doctors, right? Through like malpractice, or even you can even separate. I think even even people that are killed by just uh, having misprescriptions, right? Or, or like the, the, the wrong medication prescribed or something like that, right? That's astronomical uh, compared to the supposed white supremacy. But I, I think I said on Twitter regarding this too, it's funny because both organizations like ISIS and Al-Qaeda have of course been funded and provided for by the U.S. You know, military in some cases and, and intelligence services, the U.S. You know, apparatus. Um, and much of the so-called white, the, the white supremacy groups out there, likewise, right? So my point was they would know if it's a greater ther- terrorist threat or not because they're the ones who have been running cover for these groups and, and supplying them with resources and funding and, uh, you know, using them to using them to to uh, to advance a political agenda, right? And the same thing is being done here in the U.S. But it is interesting, though, there's another caveat to this, too, that you've seen kind of an alignment it's almost like like willingly walking into the trap right where they've said for some time like you know back in when the patriot act and all these things were passed after 9 11 uh, there were people at the time who was warning like, like eventually this will be turned against americans and and that's now happened and now you know uh, things like january 6 of course have kind of kind of spearhead this it's been taken to another level right because now even just a, a, your average trump supporter uh, is a so-called white supremacist and a, te- a terrorist and an insurrectionist and shit like this right but so people talked about that at the time that this is dangerous to to go in this direction legally and now we've 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 come to that point now they're they're targeting people just for uh, their views or some spe- some regards even un- unspoken views right and they can der- they can term it white supremacy and that's all they need now you're a terrorist, right? But uh, but this point that it was like this, the white Al-Qaeda, called, they called it at the time. This is like back in 2005 or six, something like that. And and people said, now they'll they'll start, you know, kind of lumping white people into this. White people will be the problem, right? And so it's interesting to see that some people have kind of adopted this, like, you know, uh, you know Hamas support or something like that. And, and, and whether as a technicality or not, you, you support them or whatever, in, like in the region where they're doing their fighting to... To kind of to 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 prove or to give the, the, then like these intelligence services this uh, is like a free a free pass. What do you call it? Like a, uh, <laughs> it's like the, the most obvious dumb thing that you could do is like to align yourself with like let's say Arab Arab terrorist whether it's legitimate or not, right? But Arab terrorist classified organizations and groups. Um, as a white person and then trying to kind of align, again, I'm, from their terminology, align white supremacy with those, those kinds of groups, right? It just seems like the perfect, um, uh, you know, pitch <laughs> for them to be able to use something like that. So anyway, I've seen some of that in passing, so it's kind of interesting. But anyway, yeah, supposedly some people were uh, giving him shit, though, for this, which was which was good, uh, including one of the guy, guys that uh, they claim was behind... Uh, killing what uh, Osama bin Laden or something like that, right? Remember that whole story though? The, they dumped the body at the out at sea, and we never got to see anything. There was no evidence or no nothing. I mean, it's just uh, so again, I don't believe any of that. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more going on there. But but regardless, at least from an official perspective, it's good to see that it's getting he's getting some kind of pushback for this dumb for these dumb statements, right? Uh, but yeah, even like people like Matt Walsh were like you know right on here <laughs> in that sense, right? You like have the biggest like race riots ever in the summer of 2020, 
billions in damage. I mean, there's like something like 20 or 30 uh, people that have been murdered in these in these things, right? Um, shooting cops and all that stuff. And still, it's not a problem. You know, going back to uh, the, the not fucking around coalition and stuff like that. Just openly talking about like killing white people. No problem. Uh, that's not really a terrorist threat. But uh, anyway, uh, don't even get stuck on that here. Uh, this is kind of interesting too. I'll, I'll take it, right? Not a huge, uh, you know, people have a lot of questions about Putin, his motivations, uh, wh where he stands on certain things, what's, you know, Ru Russia's agenda, what is it really and stuff like that. But regardless, uh, it is kind of fun to see some pushback against this. It, it might be self-serving from the point of view of Putin or Russia in this regard, but I don't care, right? So apparently uh, Putin is going to be pressing Biden on uh, human rights violations uh, regarding how uh, the... Uh, uh, the U.S. government is treating the rioters uh, on January 6th at the Capitol, right? There's people, for example, uh, that, that that have been given no bail. They're, uh, they're sitting in prison still to this day because they were with someone who had used bear spray against one of the Capitol, uh, <clears throat> Capitol police officers or something like that, right? Then you have Antifa people who are doing similar things. They're burning down actual buildings. They're actually attacking federal property and stuff like that. Uh, they're going after cops and stuff. And, and, and charges for them are dropped, right? It's pretty obvious what's going on here. So Russia is correct in that sense that there is a, a distinct targeting of people uh, on the right. People are conservatives, nationalists, MAGA people and stuff like that, obviously, right? Anyway, this is from uh, New York Post here. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin is prepared to press President Biden on human rights of the of on the human rights of capital writers when they met uh, when they meet this month in Switzerland. The uh, country's top diplomat says Russian Foreign Ministry Sergei Lavrov said alleged alleged writers are being persecuted and that Putin will turn the tables on Biden over U.S. support for Russian dissidents such as jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny, uh, who last year survived poisoning attempts. We're ready to talk. We have no taboo topics. We will discuss whatever we think is necessary. We'll be ready to answer the questions that the American side will raise. This also applies to human rights, Lavrov reportedly said at a press conference uh, Monday in Moscow. For example, we are uh, following with interest the persecution of those persons who were accused of the riots on January 6th this year, Lavrov said. He said that the U.S., um, he said that in the U.S., a lot of really interesting things are happening from the point of uh, point of view of the rights of the opposition and protecting those rights. I mean, he's not uh, he's not wrong here, right? Uh, in terms of what's happening. Uh, so anyway, yeah, a lot of people are still locked away uh, and uh, getting uh, sentences, which are just uh, insane, right? Astronomical in in comparison. <clears throat> so that's pretty uh, pretty gay. Um, let me do a couple of these here over on Entropy. Uh, Jimmy Fallis says, uh, and Trump was reinstated on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the timing can't be coincidental. Something was he really? Is that true? So he was. I, I think I read in the article that he was not. It was um, that was he was shot down from that, right? Am I reading that wrong, Jimmy? And Trump was re reinstated on Facebook and Instagram. The timing can't be coincidental. Something stinks. Um, is that true, Chad? I thought he was not. I know he wasn't allowed back on Twitter, but this must have been a change then. I, I, I must have missed that. Did you, did you guys in chat know anything about that? Um, interesting, if big if true, as I say. Anyway, Jimmy, uh, with, with another one here, saying, um, according to the intelligence community, you mean um, you mean the communist SJW's diversity hires, Joe? Yeah, speaking of uh, his comments, uh, well, exactly. I the, they're using the intelligence community 
uh, as a political political sledgehammer now, and, and and as a way, as a mechanism of using that right against uh, people. Uh, and I saw someone over on Trovo too commenting on that too that Putin is locking away nationalists, and that's true. I mean that it's so it's not. I'm not saying that it's from a point of view that they're being honest or, or or good that oh Russia good, U.S. bad. It's not that simple as I'm, as I said. They're self-serving in the sense that they're just they're just using this as a way to pressure the U.S. Because the U.S. is is being equally dumb and hypocritical by pressing Russia uh, right on some of those issues or human rights violations or something like that, right? So yes, it's absolutely as absolutely self-serving, but it's still good to have another nation raising those kinds of concerns. I think uh, so. I agree with you. I mean, it's it's not like uh, they're not good at all on on those kinds of issues themselves, right? Uh, Robo think here with a uh, chat as well. The wives of Fauci, Gates, and Obama looks like dudes. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. Fauci, I, would, I think I've don't think I've seen Fauci's uh, wife. I got to look at some uh, pictures here later. But uh, yeah, definitely Gates and uh, and Obama. That uh, that I I I I agree. Uh, Robo think uh, Jimmy Fallon says what Robo think uh, what Robo think says. Uh, it's like an Aerosmith song in reverse. <laughs> Aerosmith song in reverse. That's funny. Uh, Bill Hoover. With the chat as well. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, the Tulsa riot is how a healthy society behaves. Uh, a black guy raped a girl. Yeah, was that the... I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on the kind of origin uh, of that. I know that the claim of... Um, uh, like a black Wall Street is weaved into this. I think I even saw... I think it was like a Netflix special or something like that. Or it was a dramatization of it, but they include... Or some movie or something, but they included that in the beginning. It was like they're trying... They're trying to kind of pose that it was like, and look, I'm all for for them running their own, you know, things and institutions or you know, things and stuff. Like that. Fine, that's 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 okay, right? Uh, but it was something like that was like it was you know as efficiently efficiently run as Wall Street was or something like that, and it was generating a lot of money. And you know, Whitey got jealous and therefore decided to burn it down for no reason, kind of thing. That that's kind of how they try to pitch it, right? But again, I'm 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 actually fuzzy on the details. So I got to look it in. But anyway, according to Bill Hoover here. Uh, he says that, uh, yeah, a black guy raped a girl. A bunch of white guys protest, uh, protested to ensure uh, justice was served. Um, then black guys attacked and killed 10 white guys. So the white guys retaliated to protect their community and women so that it would not happen again. See, there, I, I'm sure there's always more to the story. There's always more going on. There's always more uh, bullshit, right, that they're covering up or... Uh, obfuscation or, or, or kind of a conspiracy by omission, if you will, right? So I don't doubt it at all, Bill. I have to look into the details, but yeah, uh, I, I'm sure you're more or less correct on that. So thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Uh, and another one from uh, Jimmy Fallis here. Trump, uh, Trump Facebook slash Instagram reinstated. Yeah, happened in the past few hours, I think, the day after Trump shuts, shuts down his thing. I didn't know. Very interesting, Jimmy. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for clarifying. Okay, yeah, we'll see what, uh, what happens here. Wasn't there something that uh, Trump was telling his followers he was going to be reinstated in um, August or something, I think. Uh, I, I saw that in passing. Uh, passing. Um, I, I think a lot of this is that kind of QAnon, like circle jerk. It just goes around. It, 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 it's never over. Like it's uh, it's like the 2012 thing, the end of the world. It's just, ah, well, it was a, just a miscal. It's 2016 now. No, it's actually 2020. It's No, it's 2029 now. It's, you know, it just, it never ends, right? Keep Keep hope up, right? Keep hope alive that uh, the end of the world uh, will come, right? Um, okay, let me check Trovo real quick here. A big black man with, uh, I think it's AIDS. It kind of cuts off there. Is it AIDS? Yes, a big black man with AIDS over there. Thank you for the birthday cake. Good to see you, sir. It was a pleasure. Stone Ox, 
Also with the birthday cake, thank you. Let me scroll up here, see if there's any uh, bigger one I missed. Uh, stay safe spell from Think For Yourself. Appreciate that. Lord Aragon with a winner or a uh, dancing chicken. Thank you, sir. Uh, a birthday cake from LT. Thank you. A big black man with AIDS. A birthday cake as well. Uh, thank you for that. On fire spell from Jorma. Thank you. And let me see here. Is there any of those chats? I want to make sure we don't miss a chat there. Uh, five on fire spells from Hunley. Thank you, sir. Uh, Lord Aragon. Hey, all. There we go. That's that's actually colorful. It's so undistinct. I wish they had a little better page for it. But thank you, Lord Aragon. Uh, appreciate that. I think we're somewhat caught up to speed there. I'm seeing a couple here too from uh, uh, Edward the Pale with a hype. Thank you, sir. And also uh, for uh, Leon Lime from Edward. Thank you, Edward. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Um, okay. So back to our uh, order here of the stories. Oh, this one too. This is kind of interesting. I saw this in, panning, in passing too. Could be worth mentioning. A uh, BLM activist uh, has now been accused of molesting over 60 illegal immigrant children. Tay Anderson serves as the director of the Denver School Board. Well, seems, uh, seems, seems reasonable, seems logical. Look at that matching uh, uh, face mask with that uh, ball cap there too, that uh, BLM ball cap. Uh, stylish, I'll tell you that much. Denver School Board Director-at-Large Tay Anderson, a Black Lives Matter activist and reportedly Colorado's youngest black elected official. I'm sure that that was... I'm sure that was celebrated as a, an amazing achievement at the time. Excuse me while I take a <clears throat> sip of coffee here. Um, I, I'm sure that was... That was like... A, the focus is always always on that, right? Look, we're bre we're breaking the glass ceiling. Look at this, and oh my God, how wonderful! And then it's this kind of oh, they were a pedophile. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always that, right? It's always that that deflection. Like they, you have to praise them because whatever they just they they showed up and they're black, right? That that's you have to praise them, and then like they're pedophiles. Anyway, um, allegedly, right? allegedly, uh, as far as I know, the uh, the uh, he's not been. Uh, uh, sentenced uh, charge sentenced uh, yet right so um, or found guilty i guess uh, anyway so he has been uh, accused of molesting over 60 illegal alien illegal alien students using the residency status of the children to target kids as young as 14 years old the accusations came after legislative testimony last week where a parent described an unidentified sexual predator within the school system. The Post-Millennial reported that Brooks Fleming told the committee that 62 individuals have sought help handling the unnamed perpetrator. The abusive experiences range from unwanting, unwanted touching to violence, violent acts of rape. Fleming spoke to the House Judiciary Committee during public testimony in support of legislation that would make it easier for victims to sue institutions who employ child sexual abuse, the Denver Post reported. The Denver Public School Board uh, of Education told the Denver Post that, quote, the board was made aware of testimony at the Capitol, uh, Colorado Capitol this week and was later informed that the accuse accusations were against Director Tay Anderson. Black Lives Matter tw uh, 5280 discussed the alle uh, allegations on March 26th, right? Uh, so here's the tweet there from uh, Black Lives Matter 5280. Is that some like, is that a division out of Colorado or something? Um, okay, interesting. Two months after BLM 
Fujitori reported the claims. Anderson said that he's now stepping down or stepping away from the school board, calling the accusations unsubstantiated false allegations. In a separate statement, the school board clarified that Anderson will still work on key matters, including the selection of a new superintendent, which is set to happen on June 3rd. All right, so we'll f- keep following this and see if there's any uh, the, the the court case for this or whatever. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see here. Uh, let me see. It's a screenshot here. The Colorado Herald, Herald questioned why the Denver public school system did not take any actions against Anderson despite the allegations swirling for months. While uh, DPS continues to dodge the issue and protect its prodigal uh, prodigal son, the continued deflection of responsibility for protecting unraged students at DPS is saddening and frightening. The Herald wrote, hundreds of texts from Anderson to children have reportedly been leaked. There you go. Pause. That's your room. Yes, let's be friends. Text me. Okay, great. Um, anyway, so there you go. There you go. Uh, fervent BLM supporter. And, of course, I guess he labeled the opposition as bigotry. When apparently announced the movement in March, Anderson labeled the opposition as bigotry. That's right. Oh, it was that too. Right? This is uh, white is this white supremacy. or no, no, it was a defense of Antifa, right? I also like to know about the mythical organization of Antifa. Last time I checked, the organization doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, okay, let me close a couple of windows here. <clears throat> let me check. Uh, interview real quick. Don't want to end up behind. Yeah, I do want to check that, uh, Jimmy. By the way, too, uh, regarding uh, uh, regarding the reinstatement of uh, of of Trump on Facebook. Anyway, so here uh, we have some more of the dangerous white supremacists uh, that uh, uh, Biden was talking about. Here is uh, so I guess we'll have to get ready for another. For another march against uh, white supremacy. So here you see uh, three white people in uh, some of those uh, black jumpsuits. Uh, you know, they put those on to pose as black. Uh, it was funny because it was actually a black guy that did that with a white uh, costume. That, that was like actually a thing, right? Uh, but some people try to claim that. Here's the perpetrators here. They ended up uh, shooting, I think, two people in... T- t- de- they're shooting dead two people and 23 uh, were shot uh, in ages ranging from 17 to 32. Uh, and there is more footage here. Let me see if this is... Uh, there's the... Uh, and the car was found. This is Miami-Dade. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Miami-Dade, Florida, right? Uh, the the uh, the police found the, the uh, vehicle, I guess, in a uh, submerged in a canal uh, close by. Here's a shot from the perspective or point of view of the people that they were shooting at. I don't think there's any uh, audio on this. So they jump out of the car, run over here, and then shoot into a crowd of other blacks. As you can see, the white supremacy, though, is the big problem. Uh, Black on black crime is really not an issue. We don't really have to discuss that. Uh, because that uh, just reflects negatively on the community. But uh, but those whites, though, am I right? Those white supremacists. So uh, get ready for another march. I don't think it was anything else at the end here. But yeah, so two dead. I, I still don't know what it is uh, about, actually. <laughs> but uh, but who knows? Uh, didn't see it to cover that much in the media. It was just a passing. Imagine if a, imagine if a so-called white supremacist would have, uh, or three of them, in fact, would have done something like this. I uh, bet you there would have been coverage. Even if they shot other white people, it would have been, uh, would have been an issue. Uh, okay, so speaking of, of course, uh, crazy, uh, uh, you know, kind of takes on the racial issue, 
Um, critical race theory have been uh, vehemently attacked. It's very good. I like to see it. Even the boomers are, are, are catching up, right? They're, they're attacking crit critical race theory. Uh, although much of it is from the perspective that it's, you know, should be kind of illegal almost to group, group people and, and kind of see trends among certain, you know, ethnical uh, difference, d differentiation and things like that, which I'm not necessarily against. I, I think treatment of everyone equally, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, right? But critical race theory is an anti-white uh, uh, ruse uh, that's invented to to not lift up other races but to pull down white people right and so this uh, Colorado mother here actually kind of accurately described some of that listen listen to this kind of interesting uh, she did a little speech speech here listen to this here district child and I'm also the president of Parents United America which represents hundreds of parents who are outraged and very concerned by these shifts that are happening in our public school system we've heard a lot about how the education the equity educational policy is not equivalent to critical race theory however I've heard many things that are very disturbing that show it to be quite the opposite first of all the term equity it sounds great, but it's exactly opposite of equal opportunity. Equity demands no, an equal outcome. And, and, it also, and so, of course, what she needs to mention there to tie to that is that it's, it's, just, it's, it's specifically anti-white, right? And, and so I have not seen that yet from the boomers, like some in, some in chats over on Trove, like Black Phillips says, uh, critical race theory is ironically making everyone an extremist. Uh, fancy pants says boomers hate it because it's not MLK enough. No, so, so that is true, right? That is true. They just want to. I mean, I still be, like yes, just treat everyone equally, right? But, but so they want uh, equal outcome, which is an impossibility because people are not equal. So the only way you can achieve that uh, is by holding down those who perform better and then lifting up those who don't perform as well. So, I, I exactly. Uh, fancy pants. I agree. I mean, that's where it is, right? They want it to be uh, to be, to be MLK, and it and it's wrong to view trends among you know certain groups and stuff like that. So I'm not against that. That's that's just kind of part of human nature. I think things would be if we just uh, if we just went with what's true um, scientifically, as opposed to try to hide or come up with excuses or run the opposite direction and stuff. I think we'd be in a better position overall to deal with certain things. But due to the fact that we refuse to face what the truth is about differences between different groups uh, will never be able to solve it in a good way. And, and of course, they don't want to solve it because they can use it against, as a sledgehammer against uh, Western civilization, against, against white people or people of European descent, right? And that's the goal of it too, right? Uh, but yes, ironically, it's like, oh my God, this is, this is evil because it's lumping people together in different things. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, always the, the, the wrong thing to do. But at the same time, uh, they, these boomers refuse to mention, as far as I've seen so far, that it's like it's distinctly anti-white, and that's the agenda of it, right? But anyway, let's listen a little bit more here. She, she still does a good job. I mean, overall, it only happens when you gerrymander things to favor one group or another. It's not the same as equal opportunity. The second thing that it concerns me is when I heard the definition of equity that has been shared here and through many communications from the district. It talks about groups of individuals. When you talk about groups, it is collectivism, it is separating children into groups. That is exactly what it is doing. And uh, again, okay, yes, true, but it's also one group there uh, that's being that's being targeted and held down. I, I, I just don't know why she can't mention that. Right? That's this. They're terrified of even. They can't even win. This would not be good towards white children. It would 
programmed them to think that they are born evil, that there's an original sin tied to their skin color. I think, just, can you just say that too? Uh, no, we're not, we're not gonna get that from here. Groups based on what? What we've heard from both hiring the Gemini group, which is also another thing that concerns me, is the groups are broken down into race, gender identity, sexual preference, and oppression. When we look at the Gemini group teaching, which I took time to watch the entire thing, it is even more disturbing. And this group was hired by this board because in that training, it talks about oppressors and oppressed. That is damaging to white every people, group of children. White people. First that's, of that's all, where it is, some groups of children are thought of as being shamed for who they are. The others are taught that they are white victims children. without the ability to further themselves and to look at the others as the enemies. We all know that the Dr. King quote that has been shared, color go. of our skin versus the content of our character. Uh, he had a dream. Yeah. Oh, this is a night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So MLK was a communist. And so that's why they're doing this. Right. So it's always that, <clears throat> that these, these free market capitalist boomers, they want more communism. <laughs> it's just, you can't, there is a third option out of this, right? It's totally fine thinking as a group, collectivizing and thinking. I mean, isn't that what the, the, the left is talking about in that sense, right? Like workers unite or whatever, something like that, right? You collectivize in order to have more influence, right? But no, no, white people need to be individualized and broken up, fragmented, small little cells on their own. Yeah, go uh, go individualism, you know, and, and then all the other uh, non-white groups can can and are encouraged to organize as a collective against white people, right? So we, we know it's a weapon, a mechanism. It's still good that they're mentioning it and bringing it up, but I wish that they would they would just get this through their head that it's like it's yeah, it's because it's anti anti-white. <laughs> that like that's what it is. Look at this. There's an, I think there's another boomer. I've seen his face before. Chuck Woolery. Maybe uh, someone in chat knows about more about that. Blunt Force Truth podcast. Um, the boomer, the boomers are, are uh, they're catching on. They're learning uh, about critical race theory. They're learning about uh, uh, the Frankfurt School and Marxism and stuff like that. And I'll take it. I mean, I, I will. I, I, I take it. Uh, critical race theory is based on critical theory given to the world by Marxists from the Frankfurt School in Germany. When Hitler cracked down on them, they moved. Uh, Zemek that guy a bad guy for doing something which you chuck don't want now i'm not confused anyway uh yes they moved to columbia university in new york city and they remained there to this day uh which is true right but uh it's it's and it's better late than never right but they catch on you know what that 10 year 10 years late 20 years late i mean there's some people talking about this for for a long time now obviously right uh but again they just can't slip slip this in there. That it's like, and, and and also by the way, it's like it's designed to like ruin society built by people of European descent or something like that. You know, something. Uh, but yeah, so it's at least what is the uh, what is the go to? At least we're not speaking German, right? Isn't that the uh, is, isn't that the one? Uh, there there was a uh, what was it again? This was kind of interesting. Did I have that story? I guess we could pull it up now. Uh, check this out. Speaking to that was kind of interesting. Um, check out this one. Surprising number of Americans not sure if fighting Nazis was good, poll finds. It's a New York Post here. Uh, a staggering one-third of Americans remain unsure about U.S. involvement in World War II. Are things, uh, are things shifting on this front? Uh, are, are, they, are they becoming... America first is that what's happening or is it is it that um, 
it's it's <laughs> it's it's interesting though, uh, because this is uh, this is, has always been this one like well you know the greatest generation and you know we boomers we took care of it and you know all that kind of or, or, or well technically they're the, they're the descendants of 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 the greatest generation right but still you get you get my point that's been the the, the argument of the boomers that's what I'm trying to say like that well you know we uh, uh, our parents uh, they took care of the problem and you know. And, and yet, and yet, here we are, right? As I said, at, at least, uh, at least we're not speaking German. I guess that's the big, uh, that's the big takeaway here. Uh, anyway, so let me uh, <clears throat> let me move on here. Um, Going to begin talking a little bit about the issue with um, uh, with the COVID virus here. Let me do a couple on entropy real quick before we go to uh, to this story here. Uh, Den Mother says uh, Florida now has a law not uh, now that fines social media platforms that censor those running for office. So that might be a point about Donald J. Trump returning at some point. Uh, I love this Speaker of the House route myself. Um, yes, we covered that in in um, uh, in the Weekend Warrior show, uh, actually, and it, and it was kind of interesting because they have a so the big tech companies are they're countersuing Florida now, the state of Florida. I forget which the um, the organizations involved that are representing uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google, a number of these other big companies, where they are basically now claiming, to your point there, Mother, about Florida being able to, you know, sue and fine social media companies that, that censors or bans or blocks or whatever people that are in office or, you know, p- p- people, I guess that, I, I don't know how this would work on the back end. I guess if they live in Florida, if they're considered to be Flor- residents of Florida, they can't, they should not or can't be you know, censored by big tech. I'm again, not sure how it looks. But so the big tech companies represented by two other firms, and I forget their name now, are countersuing Florida and saying that it would be a violation of their First Amendment. So for them not to be able to ban and effectively, uh, you know, s- strangle the people's First Amendment, is a, it, that's a violation. Uh, of the First Amendment. That's how Nadia is getting at this point. But anyway, check out the latest Weekend Warrior show because we talked about it in, in, in there. It's just insane, right? But anyway, thank you, uh, Den Mother. We'll, we'll see what happens with the, uh, yeah, if there's any, I guess, development there of, of, of why he's back on the platform or something like that. Um, Trump, I mean. Uh, like in Warrior, Chuck said the dreaded H figure. Chuck said the dreaded age figure. I wonder how long they uh, he will stay on Twitter before getting canceled. Chuck, oh Chuck, oh yeah, 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 exactly. Chuck Woolery, yeah. yeah. Some reason we're thinking about Chuck Chuck Schumer for some reason. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, huh? Uh, <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, let me check. Did I miss one? Nope. We we got that one. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate that. Let me just check uh, Odyssey real quick and see if there's any on. Uh, Trovo, just want to mention a couple of those real quick. Let me go up. Nerms with a uh, dancing chicken uh, or a winner. Thank you, sir. Uh, very kind of you. Joe Rambo with an uh, on fire spell. A confetti from a big, uh, eight confettis from a big black man with AIDS. Thank you. Uh, Edward the Pale with a stay safe spell. We also have, let's scroll down here, Hunley with t- uh, two birthday cakes, fancy pants with a dancing chicken or winner. Uh, confetti. 30 confettis, thank you, sir, from Hanley and a uh, stay safe spell from uh, Kitsihu. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. And uh, Edward the Pale with another winner. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Is it? Oh, is it a radical rooster? Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's a ninja bird. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get to uh, to this one here. Kind of odd, right? But so, yeah. So basically, we've had we're, we're having this shift now or change 
in the origin of the coronavirus, the COVID-19, right? And Biden has requested the intelligence services to do a report on the origins of this. Uh, 90 days, I think they had on them to, to do this and present this. And countering this now, China, uh, one, I guess, commenter on Chinese state media, um, has come, up, come out in the wake of this and said that uh, China must prepare for nuclear war with the United States after Biden has been asking for a probe to find out what actually happened uh, with the origin of the coronavirus or, or COVID-19. Uh, Han Jin, the editor of the Chinese state-run newspaper The Global Times, considers uh, enhancing China's nuclear programs as being vital to the country's strategic deterrence against the United States. Protests in Hong Kong, Taiwan, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and accusations China engaged in a genocide against the Uyghur Muslims are sowing deeper divisions in an already strained relationship between China and the United States. With Beijing one of uh, America's top concerns, President Joe Biden has sought to strike a stern tone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that will happen. While China sees much of America's actions and comments to be an encroachment on its sovereignty, the increasingly confrontational rhetoric and military maneuvers coming out of the two countries have raised concerns about a potential war. We must prepare for an intense showdown between China and the U.S., who wrote in a Thursday op-ed for the Global Times. The number of China's, uh, of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes U.S. elites shiver should they entertain an idea of engaging in a military confrontation with China. Who advocated for rapidly increasing the number of commissioned nuclear warheads, DF-41s and intercontin intercontinental ballistic missile and strategic missiles that have long-range capabilities? The editor posted the same comments on Weibo, right, okay. Uh, China and the United States have been sparring over range issues, including COVID-19 pandemic, whose op-ed come one day after Biden announced he instructed the intelligence community to double down on their efforts to identify the COVID-19 origin, including coming up with a list of questions that China has to answer. Remember, we, we've, we've been at the whim of China since this, in the sense that they just they gave us the the genetic sequence for this virus uh they have covered up and, and destroyed evidence that's part of what's been coming out over the last couple of weeks maybe this is earlier research too but they covered in the sense that they've covered up their tracks about how the virus was made they've retroactively created things that make it seems that it was a a, a logical if you will progression of how this virus rose up right that's what those two doctors we, again we cover this in the weekend warrior show there's two doctors one i think from the uk and one from norway uh that came out talked about this and and, and they had said that there's no credible natural ancestor to covid 19 right implying it's it's made in a lab and that's all this is kind of coming out now uh, the intelligence community hasn't ruled out the possibility that COVID-19 originated in a laboratory a notion that china vehemently dismissed as being politically motivated and anti-science, sure. Officials have also attempted to shift blame to the United States Fort Detrick, citing no evidence and accused Biden of stoking confrontation and sowing division with the intelligence investigation. Now, Fort Detrick is absolutely true. There's all kinds of nonsense and garbage going on there. There's all, I mean, people have done a lot of research on that, including even places like Plum Island outside of New York and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird research that goes on. There's even some speculation that diseases such as Lyme disease um, was either intentional or accidentally released from a lab, right? That they were messing with uh, with ticks 
uh, things like this, creating different bioweapons essentially and kind of placing it naturally in the environment and spreading among animals and stuff like that, right? Um, but China certainly has their own uh, their, their, their own issues to deal with, right? So it's just complete, always this pointing fingers and blaming and saying, no, well, what are you doing kind of thing? And uh, that's what's making this so so weird. But anyway, so that's kind of a weird uh, statement from Chinese state media that like, okay, we got to go to war with these guys because they're going to question us what we uh, what what we did with like what the origins are with COVID nineteen, and they never got access to right. I think even the World Health Organization early on they wanted to try to get in there. First they weren't allowed to get in there, but then you have the problem of them already working with with China anyway, right? Uh, Dr. Tedros is, is in the pockets of China, like all these other people at the at the UN are, are in the pockets of China, basically, right? All right, so <clears throat> let's get into this here with uh, with Fauci, Fauci Gate. So we have quite a bit of uh, emails to look at and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of things, and we'll go through kind of one thing at a time, and uh, we'll, we'll show some of the emails. We might have to zoom in on, on some of them and stuff like that too. Uh, but this this is kind of interesting, right? So basically. Um, yeah, let's let's just let's just take a look at, at a couple right here, right? So, and I have to zoom in on some of these. <clears throat> some of them are very small too. So, so there has been a, a been a leak, right? I guess we can show that right here. Uh, where are we here? Uh, yeah, I mean, did I? Oh, maybe I didn't open that. That was like a, an overview. Yeah, look, here, here it is. Here it is. Let me let me pull this up real quick here. <clears throat> Here it is. Uh, da, 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 let me go over here. Email shows. Here we go. Email shows researcher who funded Wuhan lab admits manipulating coronaviruses. Thanked Fauci for dismissing lab leak theory. Uh, <laughs> so this is the guy who's supposed to be an, 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 an impartial uh, observer for the World Health Organization. Uh, Peter, what was his name? P Peter Dazak. Dazak sounds like maybe Hungarian in origin or something like that, right? Now we'll we'll return to that uh, to that story in a little bit too. Basically, Fauci is is like the he's been like the face of big pharma. Um, he's been getting like an intense amount of money for this government grants and all, all these things that he's been able to do. He he has uh, forked out something like eight hundred billion over the last few decades. Remember, he's one of the highest pay, paid um, uh, U.S. Of, you know federal employees too. Uh, and of course, with this, he's created basically has massive power, right? He, he's created a, a, a culture that can censor now and just shut businesses down and terminate societies and all that kind of shit. It, it's incredible how much power this guy has, right? Um, he's also at the tip of the spear of the of how, how people have lost freedom uh, and liberty, uh, liberty again over the last uh, over the last uh, year since uh, 2020. Um, and of course, all these all these uh, measures that they've taken too has had no benefits, at least to people, right? It's, it's benefits to them. It's benefits to the billionaires that made more money and stuff like that. But anyway, so we'll look at some of his personal emails uh, a little bit too. The one on screen here was sent to him on March 11, 2020. This is like what a about a month or so into like when things really started to kind of get serious, right? Um, from uh, Adam Gardner. And he said in the email to him, and he says, Hi, Anthony, this is how the virus was created, right? So as a caveat, that it's not known if, if Fauci replied to this. Now, there's a number of technical things. Here. I'm not going to read all that, but you, you, you get the idea that he was like, he's continuously been sent, excuse me, information about what, what happens, 
uh, how it was created, which measures they should or shouldn't have taken, uh, that they shouldn't have you know done certain things, or this is probably how it was created and stuff like that. Right here's a uh, here's the same one here, a little bit actually a little better quality on this one here too. Uh, coronavirus bioweapon production method, right? Uh, did he go through any of this? Did he? Uh, what's their excuse here? Like, oh, he didn't see. He didn't see any of this. Is that the excuse they're going to use or something like that, right? Uh, let me check that. Actually, there was one from Red State that was pretty good here too. Let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up real quick here. Uh, yeah, this one here. This is actually pretty good. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Thought I had this open here. Uh, let me read this real quick here. Where are we? Here we go. Um, this explains a little bit too, and and also the coverage of uh, of how they decided to do this, like how the media is. It's going to be interesting to see how the media decides to tackle this when all the emails have been coming out uh, under this FOIA request, right? Um, the Washington Post thought it was doing the Lord's work in fluffing Dr. Fauci's reputation with an article about 866 pages of emails produced pursuant to a Freedom of Information Act request. The emails purportedly given uh, give a window on Fauci's world in the thick of the 2020 global pandemic and how he handled things under the pressure of that bad orange man. You see, for the American public, the bloom is of the rose. Oh, you will always have your cult of Fauci and people who believe that I had uh, that it had not. If it had not been for Fauci, the entire nation would have been dead. From uh, the mounting evidence providing otherwise, it's a miracle that more people are not dead. Uh, Washington Post begins its glowing tome thusly. The previous unreported exchange was among 866 pages of Fauci's emails obtained by the Washington Post. It's, it, it's interesting that they decided to release that though, right? And that was part of, as I said, the Freedom of Information Act request. The correspondence from March and April 2020 opens a window to Fauci's world during some of the most frantic days of the crisis when the longtime director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases was struggling to bring coherence <laughs> to the Trump administration's chaotic response to the virus and President Donald Trump was seeking to minimize its severity. Actually, no, that's the other way around, right? That's the other way around. In the beginning, uh, it was too late, of course, but they at least they tried something. They, tr they wanted to close the borders to China, and when they did, finally, it was like way late, um, the Trump admin was called racist and, and uh, asiophobic, whatever the term is, right? Um, and you had people and videos released where they said, go out and, go out and ch uh, hug a Chinese person. Remember that? That's uh, over a year ago now. Uh, so yeah, so the con uh, continue here. Fauci brings coherence to a Trump Trump's chaotic response. Hardly, but Washington Post works really hard at polishing turds. Uh, Washington Post continues here, Fauci's actions during that period and beyond remain an intense focus for many Americans and political leaders. Now serving his seventh um, serving his seventh president, Fauci, 80, is helping to craft President Biden's pandemic strategy. And many Republicans accuse him of playing a key role in Trump's loss in the November election, which is, which is true, right? Well, that's some stuff on Zuckerberg later, too. They were like, Fauci and Zuckerberg are sending emails back and forth and collabing on how to it's speculative at this point but like basically uh, alluding to like can we can we censor people can we somehow um maneuver discourse and and by blocking or or restricting certain pieces of information right uh, they never named these many Republicans, but such is the ethos of the fish wrap of record democracy died in darkness several times uh, over with this bunch and we're talking about Washington Post there 
There's even a so so Fauci had been mixing messages. He was lying about the mask issues. Um, you could argue, depending on how you see it, you, uh, that he botched the vaccine rollout. Again, anything that diminishes or, or limits the spread of the vaccine would be a good thing, right? Uh, but but check out this. We'll, we'll talk about the Peter Dazak thing in a little bit. But check out this one here. This is kind of funny. Another email dated April 11th, 2020, from Janet Tobias, CEO of the ICANN Health Media, was addressed to Fauci with a CC to Patricia Conrad, NIH special assistant to the chief of staff. This, this email lets the cat out of the bag that Fauci allowed himself to be filmed in the midst of the pandemic response because Robert Iger, Bob Iger, chairman, CEO of, of uh, the Walt Disney Company, and National Geographics wanted to maintain momentum on an already established documentary on Fauci's life work. <laughs> so that's right. In the middle of his response to all of this, he he, he continues doing filming for a, biop, a biopic, right? What do you call it? Uh, a biopic documentary about Fauci and how great it is and his work and uh, his life work and all that stuff, right? Email from Janet Tobias to Anthony Fauci regarding the documentary said, I think we have landed uh, in the right place with a film about your life. Nat Geo, Disney and Bob Iger himself and understand uh, all understand the need for discretion now, but are widely supportive about realizing a film that will celebrate the importance of your life, science and public health. So that was less than a month after the nationwide lockdown. The world, not to mention the American people, had more questions than answers. CNN was doing its death counter and gloom and doom coverage. People were still trapped on cruise ships and governors like Hergel Newsom, uh, Whitmer and uh, <laughs> Nipples Cuomo were uh, were infecting grandma and grandpa and acting like the, the dictator, dictators there are. Dr. Fauci already praised Governor Cuomo's pandemic response, probably while Nipples was polishing his final draft to his $5 million memoir. And so what was he doing? He was filming a, a, a documentary about his life's legacy. Uh, that's some of the things that Fauci was involved in while all this was kind of unfolding as well, right? Um, anyway, let's show some of the other emails here too. We showed how it was, uh, most likely how it was created, right? Uh, let me zoom in on this a little bit too because it's kind of small on my end here. Um, here's from Dr. Michael Jacobs here too. Um, Dear Tony, it says here, <clears throat> I'm a, Cor a Cornell Medical uh, School uh, graduate. I'm associate professor of dermatology uh, at Whale Cornell in private practice. Uh, some uh, blotted out stuff mentioned uh, uh, Alexander Tarhovsky, uh, a professor at Rockefeller, Rockefeller University. Uh, he is a virologist. We have been following the coronavirus pandemic closely and a few days ago became alarmed at the news that the Chinese government is sterilizing their paper money from Hubei province. We think that there is a possibility that the virus was released from a lab in Wuhan, the biotech area of China. We also think that the virus might be, uh, might be complexed with another organisms, organism such as yeast or fungus to make it more sticky. I have no idea what that's about. That's pretty interesting though. Uh, is that would be would that be if people have that in their body, yeast or fungus or externally? I, I don't know, right? We would like to discuss this uh, with you further. We feel that uh, imminent, immediate action must be taken by the United States scientists to try to neutralize this threat. Uh, please call us at your convenience, Michael Jacobs. Blah blah blah. Uh, and again, this was from this is February twenty first, twenty 
2020, right? What what did this guy know? How early did he know it, right? That's just one example, right? There's some other ones here too. Uh, let's zoom in on this one. Uh, let me see here. Where are we? Here we are. Let me zoom in on this one here. This is from. Oh, here's the one from Dazaki, right? So we'll we'll get into this one because this is one of kind of the one of the bigger ones here, like one of the big uh, clues, if you will, right? Um, it says here, Peter Dazak, who, who, who again is the funder of the re research that was done at the Wuhan lab, right? He was the he was the go-between between China and the U.S. with this uh, Echo Health Alliance, and he is the one who the WHO positioned as the one of the lead investigators to try to figure out what the origin of the coronavirus was or, or, or is. I'm not sure he even does any of that work still, right? Um, but so he, he, he emailed Fauci in April of uh, 2020, which is a while ago, and uh, praised him, essentially, Fauci, for dismissing the uh, lab leak theory, right? Tony, seizing David, so you might have so you might have to pass this on to Tony once he has a spare second. Uh, as the PI of the R01 grant publicly targeted by Fox News reporters, uh, the presidential press briefing last night, I just want to, to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover, not a lab release from the Wuhan Institute of Technology. From my perspective, your comments are brave and coming from you, uh, from your trusted voice will help dispel the myths being spun around the virus. Uh, the virus has origins. Once the pandemic is over, I look forward to thanking you in person and let you know how important your comments are to us all. So he's the go-between. He's the, he's the guy who's fu funded, funded the very research uh, that's tied to gain of function, right? Um, Red State had a story about this too. It has been known for a long time that Dr. Anthony Fauci has supported the gain-of-function research conducted by the Echo Health Alliance about bat coronaviruses in China. And I think a lot of that was actually about, uh, I think about ferrets. That's a lot of the work was done on because they have the most similar respiratory system to humans. Uh, anyway, while Fauci has been uh, attempting to distance himself from having any knowledge of Echo Health Alliance projects, including those of Dr. Peter Dazak, the president of the organization, newly released emails detail the praise Dazak heaped upon Fauci for dismissing the lab leak theory. Uh, Dazak, who seems to have his thumb in all of the pies surrounding the origins of SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19, sent an email to Fauci on April 18th, as we saw just six weeks after the initial outbreak in the U.S., thanking Dr. Fauci for his comments dismissing the lab leak theory. And we should look at the email, right? The disturbing nature of this email is the fact that Dazak was one of the lead investigators from the World Health Organization into the origins of SARS-CoV-2, and again, his having funded undisputed gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dazak's influence in this case has been seen throughout his investigation, even to the point of spreading misinformation to deflect from EcoHealth Alliance's potential liability associated with the lab release theory. Dr. Fauci responded, so that means he saw it, right? We know that. Uh, Many thanks for your kind note. Best regards, Tony. The response from Fauci shows that the two are on a first-name basis 
and have conducted business in the past. The two clearly are familiar with each other. As this story continues to progress, it's clear that more is going to more is going on here than what previously has been disclosed. For Fauci and Daszak to be exchanging emails regarding the origins of SARS-CoV-2 just months after the initial outbreak goes to show the lack of serious credible uh, look has, that has been taken on the potential of this lab leak. Not, of course, if they're involved in the research themselves. And this is what they've been trying to push, right? If they're if they're tied to the origin of this thing and have a hand in creating this whole thing, then of course it would want to try to cover it up. But right now, all of it is coming out, right? It's crazy. Um, see, a, a library token from uh, Edward Pale uh, over on Odyssey. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Let me just check. Uh, let me check Trova real quick here. I'm going to show them if there's any colorful chats there. Yeah, thank you to everyone sending uh, some of the, uh, the the spells and stuff over there. I appreciate that. Um, Rawthorn, uh, Rahan Thorson with the Stay Safe spell. Actually, two of those. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I uh, want to go check Entropy real quick here so I don't get uh, left behind. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, did we do with Yeah, Bill Hoover said the only reason the mainstream media are saying that the lab leak theory is possible is because the globalists had gained full control uh, of the IC. So now they can uh, now they can fully control the narrative. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's other things coming down the pipeline, and I'll kind of tie this together here later too, uh, as we talk more about the uh, the meat hack, right? The Russians who hacked our meat, um, the supply chain shut down the uh, the. Cyber Polygon from World Economic Forum. It could be that it's like one one thing is leading off to another, and then eventually it's going to be like you know the next step, which is like the alien invasion kind of thing, right? But anyway, look at this. Here's what. Let me see if we have that. Yeah, here it is. This is um, uh, a clip here from Peter Dajak um, talking about how easy it is to manipulate or yeah change, alter coronaviruses. Basically, listen to this clip here. Coronaviruses are pretty good. I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff, but they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm -hmm. to do this. Um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. Listen, I'm... All right, shut up, Paul. Yeah, you get the, you get the idea, right? This is from a, uh, an interview that was linked up here uh, TWIV, This Week in Viruses, or something like that, right? Episode 65, uh, no, 615, Peter Dazak of Echo Health Alliance, right? Sitting and talking about this himself, too. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so they know, they know, he knows uh, that, that this is doable. Excuse me. He knows it's doable. And he and because he's most likely involved in the very research developing uh, this thing, right? So, so think about transmissibility. That's I think the big give, giveaway here. This wasn't designed to maybe kill like a lot of people or something like that. But just wait until the the, the day that they do, right? The day that they do decide, um, oh, we gotta we, let's release release something real, or or let's assume it's right. What the uh, what people say about um, decreased immunity. Let me see if I can find that tweet. There's a couple of regarding how much the, the vaccine actually helps you to prevent getting the disease, right? What if it's about weakening your immune system? Getting the uh, getting the uh, the vaccine distributed that helps to weaken people's immunity, and then there's and it creates variants, and then there's new 
versions of it that will go around, and that's when people really will, will start getting uh, sick or ill, right? Let me just find that tweet real quick. I, I remember doing it, and it, it's just, it's very telling. Oh, here it is, here it is. Uh, let me pull this in real quick. So this is like news just a couple of days ago, right? CDC says vaccinated individuals can socialize without masks and distancing. And then he's like, well, why is that? If they've been giving a, given a vaccine that sheds, right? That's been documented. That's true. That's just how this thing works. We show the headlines about how they wanted to develop a vaccine that acts as a virus in and of itself. You give it to a couple of node points, if you, if you will, in the population, and then they shed and it spreads to everyone else. So it's like the, the vaccine is the virus, right? Peer review research from The Lancet shows that the experimental vaccines reduces your chances of catching COVID-19 by, if we talk about Pfizer, 0.8%, Johnson & Johnson, 1.2%, Moderna, 1.2%, and AstraZeneca, 1.3%. And then, of course, you have a survival rate of something like, what, 99.8% if you're under 60 or 70 or something like that, right? And then it goes up a bit the older you are, right? Look, they... They want this thing to spread now. That's the point, right? So this is so it could be just about the permissibility, uh, the the uh, the spread. That's the big giveaway, and maybe that's why they did this. Who knows? But it could have real effects later on when these new variants are are created uh, because of the vaccinated population, uh, and then it really might actually start killing people. Uh, you know, it will be much more severe for those people that have gotten the vaccine. Uh, we don't know. That's too early to tell. All of this is a, is an ongoing experiment, basically, right? Uh, but there's a, some other ones here, too. Look at this here. Um, here's from, uh, uh, what is this? Christian G. Anderson. Uh, look at this email here. This is uh, quite telling as well. Let me go up full, where are we here? Full screen. <clears throat> Hi, Tony. Thanks for sharing. Uh, yes, I saw this earlier today, and both Eddie and myself are actually quoted in it. It's a great article, but the problem is that our phylogenetic analysis aren't able to answer whether the sequences are unusual at individual residues, except if they are completely off. On a phylogenetic tree, the virus looks totally normal and the close clustering with bats suggests that bats serve as the reservoir. The unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, 0.1%. So one has to look really close at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. Some of the features potentially look engineered, right? This is uh, some of the stuff that we've uh, <laughs> we've talked about. Uh, this is pretty crazy stuff, right? Uh, not a big surprise. People knew this if we go way back, right? Here's some other ones. We've got a gain of function research. Uh, here's Fauci himself sending an email to... Q uh, Auschenkloss, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Hugh, it's essential that we speak this afternoon. Or sorry, this morning. I, I always get the confused. This, this morning, it is AM rather than. Uh, keep your cell phone on. I have conference call at 7.45 with Azar, right? Uh, the, he was the health czar at the, at the time. Um, and he says here, let me see, was that gain of function? Yeah. Um, he says here, it will likely be over four, uh, at 8.45 a.m. Read this paper as, the, as well as the email that I will forward you now. You will have tasks today that must be done. And then there's a follow-up email. The paper you sent me says the experiments were performed, performed before the gain of function uh, pay, uh, pause, rather, sorry, before the gain of function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure about 
uh, what that means since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has been done through the P3 framework. She shall try to determine if uh, we have any distant ties to this work abroad, which of course, which of course they did, right? And again, we've covered that at the time too. <clears throat> Here's the research paper that they included uh, uh, regarding that too. As my prior email, uh, mining coronaviruses genomes for clues about the outbreak's origin. Uh, and they included the, the story here from Science Daily, whatever it was, right? <clears throat> so they knew about, they knew about gain-of-function research. They knew about the potential origin uh, of it. Let me just check my notes here real quick. They knew about the potential origin of it. And they knew <clears throat> that uh, they'd been involved in doing these kinds of things, right? Uh, which makes it just so much more nefarious, right? That these people are intentionally uh, covering uh, covering this kind of stuff up, right? <clears throat> Fauci, Fauci knows about all these different layers to it and have continuously dismissed that there's anything more to the story. No, 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 it's all natural. It's all, uh, uh, you know, fine. It, it just arose uh, at this wet market, Um the mask, the mask thing, for example, too. I mean, and, and, and it's just good to get confirmation of this, right? But look at the mask issue. Uh, we're over here. Masks don't work, right? That was one. It's from like page way down into the document here, I guess. Is that true? Page like two, two, th or no, paragraph maybe, two, 2,778. Um, Tell patients to avoid, this is Fauci speaking here, right? So this is from, uh, from one of the emails. Tell the patients to avoid touching their eyes, nose, and mouth. Clear up confusion about masks. Emphasize that masks are for sick patients to help keep their germs from getting into the air. But discourage surgical masks for most patients without symptoms. There's no evidence they help. And that still rings true, right? That's what they initially said. And then they changed the tune because people got people are prone to get ill, <laughs> sick from wearing the masks themselves, right? They're too loose to limit inhaling germs and viruses can also get in through the Eaves, is that what it says? Eaves? Eyes, eyes, sorry, in through the eyes, obviously. Um, let me see here, what else we have? Yeah, Fauci was told, let me see, did we, yeah, Fauci was told, uh, let me see here, should we do this one? Let me see here, we have, yeah, gain of function research, I'm looking for the right image here too. Uh, here we go, this is kind of interesting, Fauci was told not to do the lockdowns. Um, Let me see here. Let me check my notes here. Yeah, here we go. Anthony Fauci received the best advice he could have possibly have been given on March 14th, 2020. Uh, to this email here that we're showing. Let me see if I can zoom in on that real quick. Uh, on To this email here that we're showing from, who was that from again? Yeah, Mike Betts. Uh, he, uh, Fauci had replied. I'm going to go through a little bit of the email here in a moment. Uh, thank you for your note and proceeded to ignore every single bit of the information that was mentioned in this email here. This, uh, the advice he was given was to follow the strategy of something called focused protection. Um, that takes into account the thousandfold difference in mortality rates between the oldest and the youngest and utilizes this fact to protect those at risk while negating the public health damages of lockdowns, right? There's, there, there's damages from lockdowns, economic damage, there's even health damage from it. It all made perfect sense, what they said. All these scientists, many scientists talked about this. So it was, uh, I think it's something like 50,000 scientists and doctors and medical professional, professionals that had signed a... Uh, a global anti-lockdown proclamation, 
which called for focus protection, which is that same method that we you've used in the past, right? Where you, if there is a an outbreak or something like that, if there's a you know an issue, you quarantine the people who are in the risk zone, not not the healthy ones, right? This is the first time in in history this has been done, but it was done for political reasons, for economic reasons, for the gay op reason of taking over everything, for the great reset reasons, all, all these things, right? Remember, you have to tie together all this. Event 201, the test, the, the dry run, if you will, from John Hopkins University, and then a few months later, you actually have the outbreak, right? Uh, anyway, so there was Nobel Prize winners, epidemi epidemiologists, public health scientists, uh, there were Nobel Prize winners from Harvard, Stanford, Oxford. All these people were talking about this at the time, right? Do do not lock down, right? So 50,000 scientists and doctors were calling for focus protection. Fauci was emailed about it. This is the methodology you should use. And he ignored all of it, right? He ignored all of that. Um, yeah, I wanted to convey an idea I have regards to the coronavirus. It seems to me that trying to contain the virus we're, uh, as we are doing... Uh, at the present will be futile, Mike Betts said here. Since the virus can be presented, uh, press, uh, yeah, be present, sorry, uh, present for many days without a person having any symptoms, you would literally need to test everyone at the same time to determine who has it. An impossible task. And this is actually what they try to do. Remember this? They actually try to, like, we need testing, millions of tests on everybody every day. <laughs> That's what they're talking about. I have uh, I have a different thought, Mike Betts said here. We know that the virus is especially dangerous for the old and or immunosuppressed. In my opinion, we should be focusing all our efforts on keeping that group from becoming infected. To do so, that group should be encouraged to self-isolate, to limit their social interactions, and other groups should be instructed to avoid them. Avoid them. Sort of a reverse quarantine idea. All testing would be done with, uh, within those groups, and all groups would also be encouraged to continue with the hygienic suggestions they've already received. The problem right now is that the media has created a panic. Last, and this was, of course, intentional, right? Last night, my wife and I went to the local Whole Foods, and many of the shelves were empty and healthy young people were wearing masks. The message is getting out that the virus is almost solely dangerous to the elderly. And uh, the message is not getting out. Sorry, <laughs> that's a key difference there. The message is not getting out that the virus is almost solely dangerous to the elderly and immunosuppressed. Why aren't the demographics being released? That in itself could calm, uh, could calm many people. With my suggesting exposures to them uh, would be diminished significantly reducing the number of deaths as well as, and it continues in the second one here. These are screenshots. It takes a little bit of me for just pull them in and zoom in here. Continues the potential impact on hospitals. Any persons outside of that group that was severely affected could be identified and treated, quarantining otherwise healthy people outside of those groups who finally demonstrate symptoms. Like the NBA players, it is ridiculous. They are likely to get the sniffles and have also already spread the virus. As long as they're not spreading it to the endangered group, we should not worry about it. In sum, we need to isolate the vulnerable and realize that the mortality rate for people outside of that group is likely lower than the flu. Of course, while this occurs, we are working on finding treatment and vaccines. But sending home workers who have next to no likelihood of being significantly impacted by this virus is ridiculous. The virus hits hardest to the old and infirm Two groups that are uh, most likely not to even be in the workforce. To me, the solution is a lot simpler 
than what is being tried right now and is much more likely to success, uh, likely of success. To everyone besides the endangered group, this virus is literally less dangerous than the flu. There is no reason that anyone outside of the endangered group should have any concern at all, and we need to, uh, and we need to make that clear. Please let me know what you think. And I think, again, the reply to this was something like, well, thank you for your note. Uh, we'll look at it or something like that, right? So he knew this stuff. He, he'd, he'd, he'd read this stuff. He knew about it. It's, it's like you're not going to get away with like uh, playing innocent here or playing dumb, right? Uh, anyway, here's more here from Zuckerberg. Check this out. It's kind of interesting. From Mark Zuckerberg. Tony. I wanted to send a note of thanks for your leadership and everything you're doing to make our country's response to this outbreak as effective as possible. I also wanted to share a few ideas of ways we could help to get your message out. But I understand you're incredibly busy, so don't feel a need to reply unless there's uh, unless these seem interesting. This isn't public yet, but we're building a coronavirus information hub that we're going to put at the top of Facebook for everyone. 20 plus million Americans, 2.5 billion people worldwide with two goals. One. Make sure people can get authoritative information of, from reliable sources and to encourage people to practice social distancing and to give people ideas for doing the, uh, this using in, uh, internet tools. This will be live within the next 40, 48 hours. Anyway, it goes on to talk about the hub and blah, 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 blah. And then there, of course, is blocked out there too. I'm also doing a series of live streams, Q&As and stuff like that. So that, that they're good. They're in first, you know, hey, Tony, how's it going? <laughs> Mark. Again, I know incredible business. I don't feel the need to respond if this doesn't seem helpful. It's easy to talk live. Give me a call anytime. My phone number is. Thank you again. Thank you for everything you're doing. Here is, I'm not sure if this is a later date or a follow-up on that same email. <clears throat> I will write to or call Mark and tell him that I'm interested in doing this. I will tell him that you will get um, you, you will get for him the name of the USG point of contact. I agree it should be Bill Hall who could... Uh, who would then turf the White House comms that he wishes? Blah 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 goes on from there. Um, okay, so there was a let me let me see if I can get back on track. I had a story about the, that here too. We did the Peter Dazak or whatever his name was. Dazak. Let me see here emails. Uh, we did this one. What was the detail about Zuckerberg? Oh yeah, that's right. The, the, this is the one. So here's a note about the the emails there. Mark Zuckerberg funded. So this it ties into the with the fact that they were talking back and forth in this regard too. It ties it takes into the um, the idea that they also used this phony pandemic because that's what it, it turned out to be, considering how not it not not dangerous it is to people that are as explained in the prior email, um, not elderly or are immunosuppressed, right? To have some kind of issue, right? Uh, so they used this as a way to change the whole voting methodology in the U.S., right? So, so that's how they used it. And, and Zuckerberg was also part of funding something called Center for Tech and Civic Life. He, he put something like $350 million into that to effectively create a, a, a two-tier election system that, as we know, of course, disproportionately benefited the, the Democrats, right? All these ballots showed up late and all that stuff, like all the ma mailing voting and all that stuff, right? At the same time, Zuckerberg emailed Dr. Fauci, um, as we read on, on March 15, 2020, and said, I have a couple of ideas that I want to discuss with you uh, to help get the message out. <clears throat> and someone commented on this here, too, and said, well, that sounds like he's a, 
He's a publisher. Let's let's publish information on Facebook to use it to our advantage to steer opinion, public opinion, right? Uh, Facebook also, of course, as we know, ended up censoring scientific discussions. And they did push for a na nationwide lockdown, which worked hand in hand with the election law changes that Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Lives uh, funds made around the, the U.S. Also notice there's a redaction there from Zuckerberg's offer to, couch, uh, to Fauci, Couchy, uh, categorized under before uh, or before. It says trade secrets and commercial or financial information obtained from a person that is privileged or confidential. Uh, again, I wish some of this was not blotted out, of course, right? Um, maybe maybe we'll never get an answer to that. Um, also, one more note here. Uh, Courtney Billet, an NIAID employee, emailed Fauci and said, but an even bigger deal is, is his offer um, related to the censored version before. And she said that she would give Bill Hall a heads up to discuss the opportunity with HHS and White House comms. Uh, so the the potential here, yeah, here's the reply email there. The potential here <clears throat> is that Fauci worked with Mark Zuckerberg and the people around them at the time um, to to censor, to censor wrong opinions about the pandemic, right? Uh, not at all out of the picture. Absolutely not at all out of the picture. Um, but again, remember Fauci is uh, he, he was doing uh, magazine covers like this in style. Remember all this stuff? He was like, he's America's doctor. Everybody loves Fauci. Why is Fauci so popular? He's just this great person, right? Um, another email, by the way, about hydroxychloroquine came out too. Let me show you that real quick. We'll move on here in a moment, but uh, it could be good, good of you to see some of this, right? Um, please respond, Fauci. Oh, is it from Paul Craig Roberts? That's interesting. Is that... What that is? Look at that. Treatment for coronaviruses that have worked that have worked in China. Paul Craig Roberts. Oh, it's an article maybe published. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Paul, Rick, Paul, Paul Craig Roberts. You guys might know him. We had him on the show a while back. He worked with the uh, one, of, one of the administrations. Was it George Bush? Or was it... Uh, was it? I forget. Anyway. Um, yeah, let me see here. Where's this in the email here? They're, they're talking straight up about it, how it's working, right? They're, he's sending Fauci information basically about hydroxychloroquine how it's working let me see here uh dear dr fauci i am a blotted out <clears throat> assistant attorney general of the states of new york and oregon i've received some information that may be useful in dealing with the novel coronavirus but i'm not able to um, evaluate this information personally uh, it is in the article authored by former Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. That's right, Paul Craig Roberts. That's what it was, U.S. Treasury. That's right. I would like to make this information available to you for evaluation. And that and, and, uh, and to that end, I'm copying it in immediately. So, okay. So, uh, proposals on hydroxychloroquine and how it works in China, how they use that and stuff. Paul Craig Roberts uh, is cited here as one of the authors and stuff like that too. Uh, but again, of course, they looked the other way, right? As we know. Uh, totally didn't care about this. Uh, and they just basically, move, they 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 just they just they ignore the the solutions, they push lockdowns so that they can get us to the point of vaccination, right? More of this kind of stuff out of the CDC and an epidemiologist confirms that the CDC uh, director misrepresented her study of outdoor COVID nineteen transmissions. Of course they did. So all of these people have been working together 
to get us to the point that we where we are now, right? Um, so check out this. This is a good way of rounding up. This this is this is what we got instead. Do you guys remember all the all the dancing nurses and stuff like that? All the cringe stuff that they pushed on us. Um, good video to give you a little bit of an idea of uh, of what all these while the hospitals were overwhelmed allegedly and all this stuff. Right? Complete bullshit. Right? Just they 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 just they just lie. They just lie. They know stuff and they just don't care. They just lie. But anyway, all the nurses they were doing their dance routines and they were learning their complicated uh, choreography to do their TikTok videos and shit like that. Check out this video. It might, might, might get you in a, in a good mood in terms of like, while they, while they destroyed uh, the US and many other countries around the world, uh, the, the, the managerial class was involved in this. Look at this. We are here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. The World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus is a pandemic. COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. All experts agree this is going to get worse. Not many people are in there at all. Like a ghost town in this, this hospital. We've just been locked down in Gloucestershire for an empty hospital. Look, I am so angry. So there's nobody even in there? Nobody's in there. Nobody's in the hospital? How is that possible in a medical pandemic? That's fake news, that's fine. That's fake news, that's fine. That's fake news, that's fine. <laughs> Worship the nurse, right?
Hope you enjoy that. <clears throat> uh, but that's what we got. That's what we got, right? And it was all, it was all, it was all bullshit, right? And the people who called this early on, well, I mean, there's still people who just pretended. Oh well, we didn't, we didn't talk about that at the time, or yeah, we 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 totally didn't buy. And 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 granted, I think in January or something like maybe yeah, December, January. Somewhat into February, we we talked because it was it was almost impossible to know, right? Media's putting it down. It looks like something's amiss with this. <clears throat> Who knows? It's better to be safe than sorry, right? So uh, at that time, it was like this. It, this looks bad. Like if China is trying to cover it up and all that stuff. And then we've learned, of course, that they it was a big gay op, right? They were actually uh, using footage from China that was not related to the pandemic. People were falling over, all that stuff. There was people being captured in nets and stuff like that. We we covered all that in one of the weekend warrior shows. All these videos they were streaming out of China. <clears throat> And it was a way to 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 hype up fear, right? And then slowly begins to change as we got more information about it. But anyway, uh, look at this too. Dazak, I just found this, and it's the last thing I mentioned uh, about this. And then we'll move into the the new cyber polygon, the World Economic Forum, because it all ties into this, right? I remember the you know Klaus Schwab has written the book on the, on COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. It's all right in line like this. Maybe part of the fact that they're get that this is exploding out there right now. Is because they're getting ready. I, I don't know why, right? That's still it's still up in the air. Why would they do that? Why release it? Or is it a, was it an accident in the sense that they they had to legally provide the Washington Post with the FOIA requests or something like that? But they could blot out much more. You you think right? But but part of it could be that they're moving on to the next stage, right? The, the, this this part is over. There's no more pandemic stuff that's going to come next. Is the cyber polygon? Is the shutdown of our supply chain chains supply, supply lines? It's killing the electrical grid and the internet and stuff like that, right? That's that's the next thing that's up now. But anyway, a few more things. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment here. Um, yeah, so Dazak, which is the guy we mentioned before there, like Fauci had also denied that he was uh, that there was any gain-of-function research being conducted at the Wuhan lab, which there was, and that it was, uh, wasn't was being funded by Echo, uh, Echo Health Alliance via the NIH uh, with the U.S. tax dollars. These are blatant lies, as there is a mountain of evidence that confirms that this is exactly the case. Why would they deny it uh, when it can be easily proven the research was being conducted? Another interesting factoid about Dazak is that he was employed as an expert fact checker by Facebook. So we're back to that again, right? The media is agreeing to this. The nurses is agreeing to this. The Facebooks of this world are agreeing to it, right? Social media platforms. And so he was a factory by fa Facebook when he was monitoring and removing misinformation about the origins of COVID on its platforms, right? If all of this doesn't scream cover up, then what does? A good article here on Zero Hedge about this. Ah, oh, God damn it, you know. Holy shit. This is just what they do. All right. So check. Oh, last thing. Check out this too here. Um, this is some of the research. I We played a clip. I think it was... The Tucker that interviewed somebody, and I might have to, I might not be able to show some of this because it's so gruesome. Um, I'll just have to quickly go out. Uh, let me see if we can just have, yeah, the, the audio will continue to play in the background. This is a video about some of the research. These are, these are demons, right? This is some of the research that Dr. Fauci, America's doctor, everybody loves Fauci, that he has been helped to, that he has funded, helped to fund at the University of Pittsburgh, right? And it's related to abortion, aborted uh, fetuses, all that kind of stuff, right? And some of this is frankly very, very gruesome. 
I wish I had like a blur effect or something like that, like right in my video software. I don't think I do. So I'll just have to go back and forth when when it comes. Uh, but be, be yeah. So be warned if I don't go if I don't have time enough to go over quickly. I'll try. I'll do the best I can. Try to go between like two different sources like this to try to hide the video of it. <clears throat> but you'll hear the narration of what what they're showing on screen. Uh, just be aware of that. And you, so you might not want to look at this because it's very gruesome, right? Very gruesome. Uh, but yeah. So I'll do the best I can. So just a little disclaimer here. Skip this next five, six, seven minutes. Five, five, six minutes. Uh, if you don't want to see uh, aborted uh, fetuses and stuff like that, right? It was, it was, it's on Twitter. It was flagged as you know sensitive or something like that. But but look at this here. And again, I'll do the best I can to go over at that point. But uh, here we go. This is this is Dr. Fauci's work right here. Look at this. The University of Pittsburgh is a hub for some of the most barbaric experiments carried out on late-term aborted human infants. Experiments funded by the United States government. At the same time, the university sponsors the local Planned Parenthood abortion business in what looks like an illegal quid pro quo for fetal body parts. This photo from an experiment published by Pitt scientists in 2020 shows the scalps of five-month-old aborted I, babies grafted onto the backs of lab rats, growing the aborted baby's hair on the rodents. <clears throat> Did you see that? I think that's okay to show. It's just a scalp, but still, of what? Look at what what that is. There's the local plans. Parents. These are demons. An abortion sick. business in what looks like an illegal quid pro quo for fetal body parts. This photo from an experiment published by Pitt scientists in 2020 shows the scalps of five-month-old. Yeah, it says up here too. Development of humanized mouse and rat models with full thickness human skin and autologous autologous immune cells from the University of Pittsburgh Department of Infectious Diseases and Microbiology, September 2020. Aborted babies grafted onto the backs of lab rats, growing the aborted baby's hair on the rodents. The Pittsburgh scientists describe these aborted baby scalps as full thickness human fetal skin, cut from the heads and backs of the babies, then processed via removal of excess fat underneath the baby skin before stitching it onto the rats. How was this paid for? With a nearly half a million dollar research grant from Dr. Anthony Fauci's NIAID office at the NIH. It gets worse. This photo is from a protocol developed by another pit scientist for harvesting the freshest, most pristine livers from five-month-old aborted babies. In I'm, not, I'm not showing this. In order to isolate massive numbers of stem cells for experimental transplantation into adults. You can see the premature baby aborted alive via labor induction under surgical drapes with the umbilical cord off to one side as the baby is cut open. Yeah, to I see it on screen here. It's fucking disgusting. Harvest the liver. Sick. The Pitt scientist who invented this experiment received nearly $3 million from the NIH. Third, the GoodMap project is a multi-year $1.4 million grant to the University of Pittsburgh from the NIH. The grant makes Pitt a distribution hub for aborted fetal kidneys and other fetal body parts for NIH-funded projects across the country. Those are just a few of the recent fetal experimentation projects at Pitt. It's been going on for decades, sometimes on babies delivered alive during later abortions. This is archival footage from the experiments filmed in the 1950s by Pitt's Dr. Davenport Hooker, who obtained live fetuses from abortions at Pitt's hospital and tested their reflexes until they died. 
A pit nurse testified in 1972 before the Pennsylvania legislature that she saw live fetuses from abortions being packed in ice and shipped off for experimentation at the university. Fetal research projects at Pitt generally obtain fetal tissue through the University of Pittsburgh Biospecimen Corps or Health Sciences Tissue Bank from local abortion providers. Two years ago, sources told CMP that Pittsburgh was one of the major hubs of the FBI's investigation of Planned Parenthood's involvement in the human trafficking of aborted fetuses. This isn't surprising because CMP undercover... Yeah, they so what says stop censoring. Yeah, if you're talking about why I'm... I, I'm just not showing it because I don't want to lose like our Drovo channel or whatever, whoever would say, oh, this is... I'm showing it because it's like this is bad, but they don't care about that, right? So uh, that's the reason why I'm doing it. Our investigators were told previously sure by Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania abortion doctors who were on staff at Pitt. That I'll give you the link to the tweet uh, in chat here afterwards. You can... You can if you want to look at that stuff, you you can see it yourself. But I I, I don't see the purpose, frankly. It's just these are sick de demonic people. They supply the university's tissue bank. Have you guys ever participated in specimen donation in the past? Well, there is there's a tissue bank um, uh -huh. at Pitt that we uh -huh. offer patients to donate uh -huh. to. So then, why is the University of Pittsburgh telling news media, quote, there is no procurement relationship for tissue with Planned Parenthood? There's a tissue bank um, uh -huh. at Pitt that we uh -huh. offer patients to donate uh -huh. to. What is Pitt so afraid of admitting? Since 2005, the University of Pittsburgh has been a major location for Planned Parenthood's Ryan Residency and Family Planning Fellowship Abortion Training Programs. Some of the most notorious Planned Parenthood abortion doctors came up through the program. Remember Dr. Jennifer Russo, the vice president of Planned Parenthood, Orange and San Bernardino counties? She supplied the aborted fetuses to the criminal company Da Vinci Biosciences, which admitted illegally selling the fetal body parts and was shut down by local law enforcement. She did her abortion training fellowship at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Mitch Crennan is the Planned Parenthood research officer who used to run the abortion training program at Pitt and Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania. Now he develops experimental abortion techniques and tries to stop pregnant women who regret taking the chemical abortion pill from accessing the antidote. How about Dr. Ann Chudenay? the chief medical officer of the notorious Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast, which was terminated from Texas Medicaid due to their willingness to use partial birth abortions to sell fetal body parts. She too was trained Good at the monsters. University of Pittsburgh. Today, Dr. Beatrice Chen, the medical director of Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania, is in charge of the abortion training programs at Pitt. Dr. Sharon Achilles, the laboratory director at Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania and a prominent faculty member at Pitt, is on the Planned Parenthood Federation of America National Medical Committee. Planned Parenthood Western yeah, Pennsylvania. like a goddamn revolving door between these companies and going to government for a little bit and then Planned Parenthood and then back into the company that sells the body parts and shit like that. It's, it's incredible. Pennsylvania, meanwhile, is a contracted care site for the University of Pittsburgh, receiving access to the medical students, medical resources, medical infrastructure, patient population, and referrals at the university system. So here's what we know, just from the publicly available sources. One, Planned Parenthood abortionists supply the aborted fetuses to Pitt. Two, Pitt uses its access to the fetuses to get major NIH grant money. Three, 
Pitt sends major kickbacks and medical resources back to Planned Parenthood. It all starts to look suspiciously like an illegal quid pro quo over aborted fetal organs and body parts, all funded by taxpayers. Call your Pennsylvania representatives to demand answers and accountability from Planned Parenthood and the University of Pittsburgh now. All right. Good, some good research there, though. Uh, <clears throat> fantastic. Let me see if I can. I think, is that Emerald Robinson? Is that her work that's doing that? Let me see if I can find that. Uh, that's the link right here. Let me just share that real quick. <clears throat> I'll share it in uh, on Odyssey. Let me see. Where are we? Trovo here. I'll put that right there. And what else? So I don't have the restream chat up open, but yeah, check. I can, let me see, VK as well. Let me share it there. There's the uh, tweet there if you want to look. I mean, again, I, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you want to look at that garbage or whatever. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's Emerald Robinson doing that work. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, good, some good research there. But again, these are, these are the demons. These are the demons that are shutting everything down, ruining us, the, the, the Fauci's, right? The Fauci is part of funding this kind of research and work, right? Everybody loves Fauci, you know, <clears throat> this, again, it's like worshipping worshiping demons. I, I don't know what else to say about these people, right? And again, it's all that. W where did that go? Don't I have it anymore? Did I close it? <clears throat> He's sitting on the front cover of In Style. There it is. <laughs> In Style magazine. Holy shit. It's like everything's fucking upside down. It's incredible. Incredible stuff. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about this here. Uh, well, quick mention to Israel is uh, scrapping its uh, vaccine passports. Very interesting. They were very hardcore in the beginning moving in this, in this direction. Now they claim it will lead to an apartheid state. So they won't uh, be moving ahead with that. Uh, here's Biden talking about how to boost vaccinations at at hubs of activity and information for black and brown people, citing local beauty shops, barber shops, and stylists. Quick comment on this, and then we'll move to the meat segment here. Hacking meat. In the spirit of meeting people where they are, we'll also be working with the Black Coalition Against COVID and other organizations to launch a new initiative called Shots at the Shop. Barber shops, beauty shops. Our hubs of activity and information in black and brown communities in particular, but in many communities across the nation. Local barbers, stylists, they become key advocates for vaccinations in their communities. In the spirit of meeting people <laughs> where... Hey, I missed a couple on the entropy. Let me do a couple of those real quick here. Black Phillip uh, says here, my city and state fully opened this weekend. Interesting. No restrictions anywhere anymore. Shitlibs are seething and protesting by still wearing masks. Yeah, I, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. The conditioning is real and probably permanent. Yeah, uh, so I think they're doing this. I think they're doing it because they want the vaccine to spread now. That's what. That's why I think they're, they're, they're opening up again. And I still haven't made a call on this or not because the spike protein... If someone in chat knows, but I think the spike pro, if there's, so if there's shedding, right, we talked about that, that. If that does happen, um, I would assume a mask w will not work to protect you against having the spike proteins f go into your, you know, through to your lungs or when you breathe in, I would assume. Uh, maybe an N95 mask would work. I, again, I'm fuzzy and I don't have the details, but 
is it is it time to wear a mask now because if you don't want to if you don't want to be infected by the, the the plan that they have to have the virus act uh, the sorry the vaccine to act as the virus i'm not sure not sure uh and mary arian over on entropy as well says hello folk redicemembers.com thank you sir uh, good to see you here and thank you for the plug for the members website uh t bear says hail henrik from the entropy my dudes thank you sir good to see you thank you for the support um to all of you joining us over on entropy jimmy fallis We'll never trust doctors the same ever again. Yeah, I, I get you. I hear you. Uh, and there's plenty, plenty in the past, even before all this happened, that uh, doesn't make me uh, trust them very well. Look at the opioid crisis and all that stuff, right? How they're in the pocket of big pharma. Huge problem. Uh, again, just look up, you know, they, Biden talks about white supremacy and all the problems and all that stuff, right? Just look at how many people the medical industry legally kills right it's it's i don't have the numbers now i'll do i'll do a segment on it at some point it's incredible uh james fitzgerald says uh, yep i actually had to go to the er in april 2020 and the place was completely empty the attending nurse said that they were literally sitting around waiting for people i i know it, it's that's what it was and the, and it was all all in the media all of it was just media driven that's how easy it is show it on tv and on internet media um outlets and people will believe it. They'll believe anything they see. It's it's incredible. Uh, Daniel Paul Piera over on Entropy says it uh, it were better for him that a milestone that a milestone. Okay, as a guy, it's a Bible passage. I think here. Uh, it were better for for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea that then that he should scandalize one of the little ones. Okay, speaking to the, okay, gotcha. Speaking to the. The abortion issue, uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 incredible what they're doing. Uh, we've played some videos with some of these people who are working in these clinics and and the gruesome nature of what they're seeing day after day. And many of the it's a very high turnaround uh, on people who are working at Planned Parenthood and many other abortion clinics because uh, it's just so gruesome, right, of what they're seeing. And it's only truly just the psychotic ones or the just chemically castrated, so to speak, like num emotionally numb people that I think are able to deal with that. Any 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 sane, uh, reasonable, well-adjusted human would never do that kind of work, right? Uh, thank you, da Daniel, for that. Sonata for Violin, uh, also with the chat, says, uh, you're a good man, sir. Thank you for what you do. Thank you uh, for the support. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you to everyone uh, joining us over there. I appreciate it uh, on Entropy. Um, so yeah, so here here we go then. Here's the, the next segment here. And uh, I'll try to be somewhat swift with this. But uh, So the world's largest meat packer, uh, JBS, have been allegedly hit by a ransomware attack. Uh, the White House has confirmed. Now the plant has halted slaughter. Uh, here is a quick video as an introduction to what happened here. John, we had a gas hack. Now we have a meat hack. The company is called JBS USA. Uh, it's not a well-known brand. You might not be familiar with this company, but they own a significant percentage of the beef production in the United States. And take a look at some of the details that they've put out now about this cyber attack. They're saying that the attack has hit servers supporting North American and Australian IT systems. The good news here from the company is they say their backup servers were not affected as part of this, so that might help them get up and running a little bit more quickly. But they still say all of this may delay certain transactions with both customers 
and suppliers. So we'll wait for more detail from the company, including what type of cyber attack this was. We don't have a lot of information here. We don't even know, for example, if this was a ransomware attack and if they're negotiating with the hackers over the price of any ransom that they might have to pay. So we'll wait for more detail from the company on all of that uh, as we wait to see whether this has significant impact on their business. But as of right now, they're saying those backup servers were not affected. So that might be a little bit of optimistic uh, thinking here as they try to get this thing up and running again. Yeah, Eamon Pratt. <clears throat> interesting, huh? Very interesting. The timing of this, too, is, of course, <laughs> very, very suspicious, right? We just have a ramping up now of the Cyber Polygon mission to test our infrastructure, the Internet, the electrical grid, right, that the World Economic Forum is, is, uh, uh, is doing. And, of course, to add... Uh, I don't know if insult to injury would be the right phrase to add here, but uh, coincidentally, uh, JBS, of course, the uh, company here involved, they just happened to be a partner uh, with the World Economic uh, Forum. So, of course, uh, that's not uh, suspicious at all, right? JBS is among the world's largest processors of animal protein. And which protein have they tried to get us over to and accepting and liking? Certainly not animal protein, but uh, bug uh, protein. I'm, uh, I'm sure that has nothing to do with this uh, readjustment, uh, the, the, the reset here that the World Economic Forum is pushing in any way at all. Of course, it's totally uh, coincidental. Nothing to worry about. We don't believe in conspiracy theories here. Uh, anyway, they have 250,000 employees and revenues of 50 billion. Maybe that's annually. Not sure. It's among the top five largest food and beverage companies in the world. Originally founded in Brazil, JBS is a global company with North American representing 55% and Asia Pacific 20% of the group. The company's main operators are in the US, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and Brazil. So it's uh, mostly the, uh, the Anglosphere there too, Europe. And if you go to the website, and of course, forgot to mention that, but speaking to the title down below, that it's like, yeah, they're, they're blaming Russia for, for this hack now, too. It's Russia doing this, right? But look at some of the stuff that they have. This is obviously in, in, uh, uh, in Spanish here, right? Um, net zero by 2040. I wish I could, can I pause that? Net zero by 2040. They have all these uh, uh, articles on their website, JBS. And what does this sound like to you? This this sounds like uh, um, uh, World Economic Forum bullshit, right? Uh, that they're playing right into this. They're talking about animal, uh, sorry, uh, plant-based protein and, you know, all these kinds of things. Net zero. We have to stop the cow farts from coming, all right? Um, how are you going to do this? Well, you have to bring everything to, uh, to uh, absolute zero. Here's uh, the plant plant based burgers that they're pushing here, right? The I'm not saying it's impossible burger, but their own version of that at JBS. So I'm sure it's it's totally totally unrelated to the upcoming cyber polygon. And again, if you need a little reminder about that, let's uh, let's check out some of the the clips that we played in the past. Uh, but here it's one from uh, Klaus uh, Schwab. Here, listen to this. We all know, but still, pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply. Yeah, I know, chat. They had, uh, uh, I think they had double parentheses, not triple, but I get your point around, around net zero. It's kind of funny on the, on the JBS website. Transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis 
would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Yeah. Remember that? <clears throat> um, Bill Gates, rich nations should shift entirely to synthetic beef. Uh, again, totally not related. And of course, Bill Gates has a, a hand in some of these companies and stuff like that, right? Uh, eat the cicadas are coming. Let's eat them. You guys remember all of this? We've we've shown some of these, <clears throat> some of these headlines, right? Uh, it's basically it's it's uh, it's the bugs. It's it's the bugs that's going to come out of this. They're going to st they're going to do a holodomor, starving out people. As it wasn't bad enough with like the oil pipe shutdown and all that kind of stuff, and what they potentially might do, or what the consequences I should say might be after the COVID nineteen pandemic and the already um, hard hit supply chain, demand has gone skyrocketed, gone through the roof, right? And so people can't keep things in stock and stuff like that. That's a big problem. And then you have time and time again, you have like the the ever ever given, right? The ever the company Evergreen had this um, the Suez Canal shut down for a little bit and stuff like that, right? Um, here's what the White House said about the uh, the issue here too. I can assure you that we are raising this um, through uh, highest levels of the U.S. government. It will be a topic of discussion and direct one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, discussions, or direct discussions with President Putin and President uh, Biden uh, happening in just a couple of weeks, um, and certainly uh, protecting our own infrastructure in the United States is of utmost national security importance. I can assure yeah. you that... So anyway, they're trying to sell this like it's Russia behind it. And it's like, yeah, all these uh, ransomware groups have showed up at a very convenient uh, point in time. Uh, another tweeter. So we've had a fake hack of a pipeline after a campaign against fossil fuels. Now we have a fake attack on the largest meat producer in the world right after a massive liberal campaign to stop eat meeting. And I would add promoting the bug protein and all that kind of stuff. Synthetic meat, right? Are you starting to realize there's no coincidences? The pieces are now beginning to fit. Uh, that's what it's that's what it's all about here. Uh, Axios reported on this too, where they said that one fifth of beef production is being wiped out. Top meat suppliers, the latest victim of a cyber attack. Let me read a little bit here. Uh, major meat supplier JBS USA was the last uh, latest victim of an organized cybersecurity attack with servers in North America and Australia impacted the company said Sunday. JBS is the largest producer of beef in the country, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. Uh, there are at least 10 plants, excuse me, I have knowledge of that have uh, had operations suspended because of the cyber attack, said Paula Schilling. Soldner, acting chairperson for the National Council of Locals, representing food inspectors for the American Federation of Government Employees. That's a mouthful right there. The disclosure of the attack comes as cyber threats have picked up over the last year. Well, how about that? Yeah, just, just after they had the, uh, uh, the event 201 earlier in, uh, what was that, uh, September, October of 2019, right? And then you had the real, the real breakout. Uh, however you view that, uh, the, the, the actions of it, the consequences of it were real, obviously, regardless afterwards. Now, so I think, I think Cyber Polygon, it's, it, so this is not going to happen when they're pulling off this Cyber Polygon, this test, this dry run or whatever you want to call it, on, uh, was it June 
seventh or eighth, or was it July? And then oh, it's July. It's that's right, July eighth and ninth. I think it is that this is running right. I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna happen on that day. They would probably do it a month or two, or maybe even closer to winter to have maximum uh, pain and suffering inflicted on people who might lose their electricity and thereby lose their ability to heat their homes. And you'll have people not only starving to death because the the, the shortages, but uh, the uh, but freezing to death, right? Are they? Will they really do this? We don't know yet, right? If it's enough people exposing this, maybe it won't be done. Just realize though, that these people are, they're insane, right? They're psychotic, they're murderous, they're insane. They would do something like this if it would, would serve them uh, to achieve the Great Reset, right? That, that, that's just what it's about, right? Um, so one-fifth of the meat production in the U.S., which has already hit hard and prices have already gone up. What do you think this will lead to, right? You have to be prepared. You have to do things now. It's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to not need than to need and not have, or to uh, do, do, to need and not have versus uh, the other way around, right? Of, of having it available but not needing it, right? So that's 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 where we are right now. That's, that's the message of this. Uh, prepare, be more self-sufficient, get to know people around you, farmers, all that kind of stuff, right? So we'll see what the consequences of this is here, but uh, the, the, we, you know that they would do it, right? Here's Jeremy Jurgens, managing director of the World Economic Forum, also talking about this back in July, uh, 2020. Listen to this when they had the, the 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 cyber. I think that was 2020, the announcement back in July, and now they're having like a test run here in uh, 2021. I believe right? that there will be another crisis. Uh, it will be more significant, and Let me go back I again believe so you can that hear. there will be another crisis. Uh, it will be more significant. And, you know, we need to actually start preparing for that now. When we do see this next crisis, it will be faster than what we've seen with COVID. Uh, the exponential growth rate will climb, uh, be much steeper. Uh, the impact will be greater. And as a result, the economic and social uh, implications will be even more significant. So it's like they know. It's almost like they know. Talking about this with uh, with uh, very, very, you know, uh, very, very, very declared certainty. So here is the promo uh, from the World Economic Forum about Cyber Polygon. Check this out here. 2020 is a year that has really changed the world. It is thanks to technology that we are able to join the Cyber Polygon entirely remotely. This training is another step in creating a trusted digital environment and fostering open dialogue to discuss even the most challenging cybersecurity issues. Nobody can fight these phenomena, which are only going to increase in the next couple of years in this dynamic technological environment. this world grows in, in force and, and this happens throughout the world it's just a statement of the obvious you need to protect people properly there you go so maybe that's part of why they are kind of 
I'm not sure selling out Fauci, why some of this is being revealed right now. Is that part of a cover-up to begin to cause more stir about that while they're planning some other stuff in the background? Who knows the layers here, uh, how they plan out things and, and, and how they view this. Um, they don't control everything at all times. At some point, things are just kind of released or it's outside of their control, but they just kind of continue to play ball with it or something like that, right? But so we're going to move, I think, the progression here, the end game. <clears throat> has been from from the pandemic right the cascading effect here like our snowball effect right the, the pandemic over to supply chain and infrastructure shutdown in order to get us into you know a new kind of a digital environment and stuff like that to spearhead or to usher in uh, the fourth industrial revolution uh, transhumanism new technologies uh, everything on the blockchain digital identities merging with machines and that's a way for us to never again let these kinds of crises happen, right? But at some point, it's uh, it, it's very likely that they will wheel out uh, some kind of alien, either alien brothers, like our space brothers, and they're going to give us all this uh, amazing technology to help us solve this crisis, uh, but we have to uh, obey, basically, right? Or they will have a fake alien invasion of some kind or some kind of threat from, uh, from an off-world force, um, potentially being completely manufactured, right, again, in the same way that they ran the pandemic, mostly in the media and driving it, driving it that way. Maybe an, a fake alien invasion or a threat from outer space would be driven in the same way in the media. Uh, does, there ha does it have to be physical proof? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe the blue beam projects we've talked about for many, many years, uh, these hologram technologies and these abilities to make people see things in the sky. Who knows what, what they will do, right? But check this out. It's kind of interesting. Um, from the sun here, alien hunters from 27 countries form new coalition to prepare world for first contact as Pentagon readies UFO uh, report. Here's the uh, accompanying video that they have here. Let's look at this. Welcome to ISA, the International Coalition for Extraterrestrial Research. The phenomenon degli UFO or UAP a valenza mondiale ed è stato investigato per oltre 70 anni. And it may have profound implications for humanity and society. Esto actúa con inteligencia, probablemente extraterrestre y de origen no humano. Die Frage ist also, wie sollen wir mit diesem Phänomen umgehen? Fue por isso que fundamos a ICER a coligação internacional para a investigação extraterrestre. ICE, organização que tem representantes em 27 países do We are scientists, academics and leading UFO, UAP researchers around the globe. And we think it is time that we are prepared for this contact. Seriously? And the time is now. Y es por eso que Eiser está tratando de sentar las bases para una nueva realidad. Nós estamos juntando o máximo de informação possível sobre todos os aspectos deste fenômeno. Eiser is creating awareness programs to help people prepare for this new reality. El Eiser vuole promovere relazioni pacifiche con queste inteligenze. Aceasta este o cale de descoperire pentru întreaga omenire. Cómo queremos dar forma a nuestro futuro? Let's think about it.
Let's think about it. That's right. Okay, so that's a little promo oh, video for you there from was it Ice, Icer. I've never heard of them before, but yeah, so they're wanting to kind of get the get the world ready. This is, of course, you know, ufology. This has been going for decades, kind of the mythology around that and like, you know, pitching this to us in different ways. Shut up. This on. Uh, and of course, recently you had this, uh, the release of, you know, the, the, the very grainy black and white footage. Uh, and and I'm, I mean, this is, this is fascinating, right? I, but I just, I... All I see here is just a, a big gay op, basically, right? They're, they're, they're somehow trying to fool the world or, or convince us that this is real. It's being done by military, intelligence, and all these other people, right? It'll be at the end of the tunnel after the, you know, the shutdown of, the, of, of, our, of our systems, the supply chain breakdown, and they're going to wheel these out either as a problem, which we are going to need to unify, right? Or wherever nations are gone out with it, we're intergalactic species. Look at these crazy uh, aliens out there, and they want to kill us, and we have to unite to fight them or something, right? No more borders, no more uh, uh, you know nations, or no more dif- distinctions or something like that. Or it will be that they were going to offer us kind of like childhood's end, right? Remember that Arthur C. Clarke, childhood's end. They will offer us all these uh, solutions to these problems. They're here to give us the gift of of, of what they've learned and their you know uh, their interdimensional knowledge or something like that. And it's going to solve all the issues and, and and after some kind of mass catastrophe or something like that. Well, we'll, we'll see. This might be even a, a step too far for them. But nothing is off the books at this point. Nothing. No no option is off the table kind of thing. So we'll see how far they go with this. But it is kind of interesting that they're uh, the we, all of these things are kind of coming out at the same time right now. I saw some people too, by the way, in chat talk over on Trovo specifically um, of the uh, the interview with Tim Murdoch. So I've had a, 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 an issue the um, to bring in the video feed from if I have a guest on. So either I have to uh, get a new computer or I have to try to reinstall uh, the operating system on, on one of them and see if I can get it to work for some reason. Now, uh, this showed up when I did the interview with uh, uh, Adam Green as well and uh, Dave Riley. I couldn't have I couldn't show them uh, in a multi view. It's the weirdest thing, right? Um, I can I can show them full screen, but I can't have a multi view like I have on screen now, and then show them. It's just fr- it's freezing up for some reason. So I'm trying to solve that technical issue. When we've done that, we'll do an episode with Tim Murdoch from White Rabbit Radio because he's kind of a well, he's kind of an expert on this. He's been monitoring and watching this kind of stuff uh, for years regarding the UFO phenomena, kind of the fake alien invasion type of scenario, right? So we're going to do a, a full uh, two hour show with him about that. So hopefully we can do that either. Next Monday, possibly earlier. It's already Wednesday now, of course. It might be hard to squeeze that in because we have Flashback Friday and then Weekend Warrior. But uh, I hope we can shoot for next Monday. So I'm going to have that technical issue solved by them. But yeah, that'll be a great show. So definitely don't miss that. Uh, live streamed uh, as as usual. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I had some more stories, but it's getting a little bit late here. So we'll wrap up. I do want to thank you for joining us here today. I do appreciate it. Let me check Entropy one more time here. Uh, let me see here. We have... Uh, Sonata for Violin, we did that one. Yeah, Blast Elizo, uh, the fake alien invasion will be the biggest gay op in the history of humanity. Um, I, I, I think you're right. Unless they are, how do I put this? Because what if there what if there is something real out there, but they're deciding to work with it or their, 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 um, their, their plan is to, to use it in, in this capacity, right? To unite to unite the globe or something like that. It would be very interesting. And even if they, they don't have that, who knows what kind of creatures they have created, the, 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 the chimeras or some kind of weird genetic mutant that they've created. It doesn't have to be real, of course. It could just be, as I said, just be video and that's it. But if you have, ever have one of those moments where like 
something lands and walks out of a ship or something like that. I mean, it could literally, I don't know. I mean, it could literally be human technology at this point of what we have available, right? Something lab-grown and some craft that they have experimented on. Who knows, right? So it, it could be very easy for them to pull something like this off. But uh, yeah, we'll talk more uh, with Tim Murdoch about that here uh, as soon as we can. I think probably most likely Monday uh, have that technical issue resolved by then. Uh, so that'll be a good so show. So definitely don't miss that. Um, Check out Subscribestar if you want to support our work. Subscribestar.com slash RedEyes. That's the way to join RedEyesMembers.com. We have many other options for you uh, if you do want to get a membership over at RedEyesMembers.com. Uh, but Subscribestar is uh, one of the easier ones if you want to use your credit card. While we are censored and blocked from having cre uh, credit card pay uh, processors on our website. Um, can't find any. There is no options out there. There's nothing, right? We're on a blacklist. So we have different ways to kind of circumvent that. We want to get you back in the member section if you've been with us in the past and your uh, subscription didn't renew or something like that. Uh, definitely get back in there. We have a lot of good stuff for you guys in the archives as usual. Every Sunday, Weekend Warrior, we have exclusive videos. Second hour of most of the interviews we've done back to 2006 is for members only. And we're, as we kick up and start doing more interviews again, uh, we'll do a lot more. Uh, two hours as well, second hour for members. Uh, another way you can join is through Entropy Stream. Uh, that's entropystream.live slash TV. You can get their subscription option, uh, which is the platinum one. It's kind of the equivalent to the cost that Subscribestar has. I don't set those uh, on Entropy, so that's why it's a slight differentiation there. Uh, but you can, you can also do a one-time payment there. And of course, the longer subscription you get, if you get you know one year or two year, you get the price per month significantly down. It's just 10 bucks a month, so it's actually not that much. Uh, so definitely get on over there. We're uh, seeking to get uh, 300 people over on Subscribestar as well. When we reach that goal, uh, we'll do something fun for you guys for uh, for members. I'm not sure if we'll do a maybe a longer marathon marathon stream. Uh, we might do a specific video about something. We might do some kind of AMA or something. We haven't figured that out yet. We'll probably do a poll and uh, ask you guys in the member section and on Subscribestar of what you would like to see. But yeah, so anyway, uh, check that out, Subscribestar.com. And of course, uh, don't miss the latest Weekend Warrior show that we did. Uh, covered some of the lab-made uh, stuff in, uh, regarding uh, the research that's coming out from the, the scientists as well uh, regarding COVID or coronavirus. So a lot of good stuff uh, in the member section for you guys. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Um, we have videos in the pipeline. More from Lana coming, of course, as usual. Flashback Friday is coming up as usual on Friday as well. If you want to watch us live, that is uh, 6 p.m. Eastern or midnight Central uh, European time. And then we'll be back with uh, Weekend Warrior after that. Thank you, everybody. Really pr appreciate it. Uh, let me read a couple of these real quick on uh, Trovo as well. I'm going to shout out to you guys. Uh, Vanilla Sandy with a bravo. Thank you. Uh, we have a Rose from Fancy Pants. Thank you for that. Edward the Pale with a Bravo. And we have a uh, Bravo from, from Fagulator as well. Uh, and thank you for the uh, on-fire spells and confetti and all that kind of stuff too, guys, over there. I do, uh, do appreciate it. All right. Very good. That's it for us today. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your night, wherever you are, and we'll see you guys later. Take care. Thank you for the support again. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers.
Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.